Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm into God for episode 85 uh, for Sunday, the 26th of June 2022. In this week's show, we'll be discussing the new PS Plus launches in Australia, our thoughts and impressions. Final Fantasy 16 director spills the beans about some big unanswered questions. Legend- legendary Japanese developer Treasure are teasing a new game. And what will From Software's next game be? As always, I'm joined by Swinny. Hello. And Mike. Hello. <laughs> He's not here, people. He's not here. I can't say as always. I've got to. I've got to start tweaking this. If you if you couldn't tell, Mike wasn't here uh, just from the fact that nobody was talking over the intro song. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nah. Mike, Mike, is, Mike is on assignment uh, this episode. Um, he is unable to be here. So. Family assignment. Yes, that's right. Uh, and if you want to check out all our links, jump into the description or go to bigbigpod.com. You've got uh, something in the community tab before we kick on to what we've been playing. Yeah, so we've been uh, putting up a, a bunch of PS Plus related clips mm. over the last few mm. weeks, and obviously there's a segment today about it as well that you just mentioned. Um, but it's, I think there's a, there's a lot of people out there that are a little confused and have lots of questions around the services launching, um, and just a lot of people just kind of just like also just very, um, let's just say giving wrong information, like <laughs> oh I, I I have the service and PS PS3 streaming is available in Australia. I can say for a fact it is not available in Australia unless you somehow happen to have an international account exactly. and it's available to you. Yeah, exactly. And th- that's actually, uh, yeah, maybe let's save it to the PS Plus discussion, but there's, I'm an- I get really annoyed with the Australian gaming media as well. We're not going to make any friends at all. The publishers are going to hate us. The game's just- This is good about being independent. We don't care. It doesn't matter how big we are. It's like... <laughs> we can just shit on everyone, but we could be honest. I just think I'll call it out, man. People are not being honest about the service, and it pisses me off actually. Um, but yes, uh, you talk, you're talking <laughs> games media, or you're talking mainstream media? Or what no, talking well, the mainstream media doesn't even care. It's amazing how little mainstream media talks about video games, given it's the number one form of entertainment. And now look at how much they dedicate to like movies or TV shows. And then gaming, it's like nothing. Like, you have to have a game like Elden Ring for them to go, oh, this is a silly little game called Elden Ring that five people are playing. It's like, what the hell? This is so or, bizarre to me. Yeah, or you have to have a console launch. You know, like, they're the only times people that they, yeah. those outlets will pay attention is, yeah. oh, there's something big people are talking about. But if it's, as you mentioned, if it's just, even like the latest Call of Duty, yeah, like, which is huge in the video game space and like, it's, millions and millions and millions of dollars you know you got, you got no newspapers and and you no. know, like look they'll have a games part in there that they'll mm. talk about it but it's not making front page news when <laughs> what? you know like Elden Ring is revealed you know yeah but like and I'm not expecting front page news obviously but where they have articles about like they'll have five articles about Top Gun Maverick literally and mm. you know video games nothing Breath of the Wild come out with like no articles. I'm like, 
this is so weird. You know, anyway, we're, we're well off track right now. Amazingly more off track than when Mike is here. <laughs> All right, let's jump into what we've been uh, playing. So Mike is actually on assignment for us. He's uh, doing some investigative journalism into the Australian games media. Uh, he's going to expose their lies. No. Uh, <laughs> in terms of what we've been playing this week. So starting with me this time, uh, I've been playing a little bit of Fall Guys. So I tried this on Switch, right? And like this game is really fun. You can like tell straight away. Fun game. I do feel like, you know, I'm so... It, like we're so past the zeitgeist of this game. Even though in the last 48 hours, there's been 20 million people who have played this game. Like since, sorry, 48 hours after it launched into free to play. Mm. There's 20 million players. Like that's insane, right? And, you know, they had a lot of server issues, which I think, you know, you can kind of understand. But I don't know. There's two things. Like, I just feel like I was so past the zeitgeist of this game. It feels a bit like, yeah, it's fun. But I miss the fun, the true fun or the novelty of it. Hmm. And the other thing is, dude, like, you should try this game on Switch. It's so rough, man. <laughs> it's, it's so Are you rough. Talking, you're talking visually, you're talking internet-wise. Like all, all above, right? Because all above. Because, you know, the problem with Switch and the best thing about it, it's like weakness and strength is it's portable, right? So even you don't even have it plugged in wired when you have it like set up, right? Like you have a wireless, right? Whereas I think in the console space, they, number one, have much, much better Wi-Fi modems. And number two, it's much more common to have people who plug it in like to LAN because you've got that port natively. Um, and that's just more normal, Um but man, like, <laughs> I do kind of want you to download this on Switch. The visuals are so rough. It's like almost embarrassing. Like the frame rate is like... We're talking Switch version. Though. Yeah, Switch version. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so freaking rough, man. Like I'm I'm kind of almost like surprised they released it. Like that's how bad it is. I'm, I, I can't, you know, emphasize it enough. Like it's so choppy. It's so janky i'm like damn man this is really kind of crazy to me do you think a lot of people will care that much about that part of it though uh like the internet part i can see because that really impacts your actual like playing experience yeah probably but not you, that probably i'm not just thinking much. the kind of game it is although it's they're selling i'm assuming they're doing this to the switch version as well because it's free to play on switch yeah, yeah it's free to play on all yeah. platforms now so the fact that you know they're obviously spruiking a lot more cosmetics yeah. as part of yeah, this free exactly. play thing like that <laughs> visually is you know you want that to look good so if that stuff looks rough then that's not good but it's just it's not it's not just like hey this is running at 30 frames per second like a game like fortnite on the switch i never had an issue with it feels very solid it's not it's, mm. i don't believe i can't remember it's not like 60 frames per second but it's just very solid 30 i think this game just feels like it dips in and out like you know this screen that we're seeing in the b-roll if you're watching the youtube clip or like watching the youtube stream it's like super jittery <laughs> like i don't know it actually was like so bad i was like okay i would not play this on switch if 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 we were all to play it like i would love to play this with friends like that's where it's fun i think mm. um but you know i wouldn't play it on the switch and did i think have, that would be in the normal place i would have played it so did you have to like log into like an epic an epic account to play it as well on switch uh, no i didn't log into anything i just started okay. playing it but um, you know I, I don't know how that works because maybe I'd logged into my Epic account with Fortnite. I don't know, you know what I mean? Mm. Like maybe there's some yeah. kind of thing on my console, like almost like a cookie. I don't know. 
But I didn't Rocket League. I don't know if Rocket yeah, League. Yeah, Rocket League. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like I just kind of I just jumped straight in. Like from that perspective, mm. really cool, right? Um but look like I I totally recommend people checking it out. I wouldn't recommend it on the Switch if you're not sure, but it's free to play, so you can actually that's the cool thing about free to play, right? If I bought this on the Switch, mm. I actually would have been pissed. I must admit. Like mm. I would almost want a refund. That's how like that's how bad it is for me. Like just how how choppy it is. Um and I probably should have like split up these games because uh, you know what I'm gonna do it on the fly. <laughs> hey, oh, what else? What else? Are you, sure, are you yes. sure about that? Yes, yes. I got the balls. <laughs> Lock it in, Larry. <laughs> Lock it in because I don't want to just shit on all these games. Uh, yeah, I've also picked up Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes this week, uh, being the massive. I don't think I'm a weeb, but I feel like I'm becoming more and more like a weeb. It did feel a little bit embarrassing because I, I pre-ordered it, so I needed to engage with someone to talk about the game to go get it, right? What? Wait. Look, okay, liking Fire Emblem doesn't make you a weeb. Obviously, it has Oh, weeb- it's pretty weebish. No, it's pretty weebish. There's weeb elements, but, I mean, you are a weeb if you are, like, just constantly engaging with all that kind like of stuff all the girl, time. Stuff, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, and it's the only thing you like. Which is not like, the case for me. But um, You're I, fine. I, I was embarrassed because I was like, "This is it's it's an it's it's an embarrassing title just to explain to someone." Fire I think it's emblem. more damning that it's. I think it's more damning that you're playing a warriors game than you're playing something that's <laughs> like a weep. Fair, fair call. I, I like these are this is uh, which I hate this kind of term, but a guilty pleasure. The warriors games now for me, it's a guilty pleasure. It's stupid games, but they're fun. But the idiot me, I go, hey, can I get Fire Emblem? I pre-ordered a game. It's a long title. She's like, all right, cool. I didn't know a game's coming out today. I'm like, can I get Fire Emblem Warriors? And she's like, oh, like, what? what, what? Fire, this is JB Hi-Fi. Fire Emblem Warriors. And this is me. Fire Emblem Warriors, three houses. I kept saying, right? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> she's like, I don't oh, know no. what this game is. I'm like, this is... <laughs> So I'm the nerd saying to her, and then she's looking, and she's like, I've got Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes. I'm like, oh my God, I'm kind of embarrassed, but that's the game that I'm talking about. I'm like, I'm the idiot here. <laughs> but, Trust um, me, there, there are games that, like, imagine calling up something like Hyper Neptunia Mega Overdrive. Like, you know, they're the games that are very, <laughs> that's weeb territory. I'm nothing against those games or people play them, but. I think you're fine with Fire Emblem, but that well, is pretty funny. That is funny. That is actually, funny. with the names, with the names, um, she was like, oh, you know, some of these games have really long names. And in my old age, I had this process in my brain, which was, oh, I've got an example of that. And I was going to tell her. And I thought, that's a real nerdy thing to do. I might not. <laughs> right? Because I was going to say something like, you know, The Legend of Zelda Crypt of the Necrodancer, Cadence of Hyrule. It's like full title. You should <laughs> like, have said the sequel to the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and she would have been like, okay, yes. <laughs> All right, see you later, man. Um, yeah, look, hey, really cool game. I really like it. I'll look to review it. It's just... Sorry, like we spent like... All that time talking about the, the name, name of the game. Not the game. <laughs> it's a really cool game. I really, really like it, man. It's and the demo is awesome. Like the demo really gives you a good taste for the game. I hate the Monster Hunter demos because it's very unrealistic. The settings that they put you in. It's a bit like Dark Souls, which I didn't kind of really know. I know that you said that to me. Like, hey, the network test isn't like Dark Souls, right? <laughs> and I'm trying to fight one of like the Dark Knights or Black Knights or whatever they're called. 
Like, straight away. Like, that was the first encounter in Dark Souls for me. I'm like, this game is fucking impossible. How do people play this game, right? Which is kind of funny now when I think about it. Um, but, yeah, no, this game's really, really cool. From, um, from all the footage I've seen, it seems to run way better than um, horror, the latest Horror Warriors, Age of Calamity. Yes, yes, yes. I, it is choppy every now and then, but that game, <laughs> Age of Calamity, and I love that game. Genuinely love that game. It gets better like as you get into the game which is kind of bad in a way for the way they structured it but that game was pretty bad like in terms of its choppiness but i just love the game so much i just sort of you know looked past it brushed past it but what i do love about this what i wanted to mention is you know in fire emblem three houses which is the main game the actual strategy game you pick one of three paths essentially like one of the three houses and it's different aspects of the story so real hardcore people actually go through three playthroughs to see the different aspects of the story. And the thing I really love about this is I played, um, what was it called? The Claude's house. I can't remember the name of the house. And I was like, ah, oh, actually in the Warriors game, I might play Edelgard's house to see like, you know, what happens in that story. And I won't ruin it or anything like that, but it's actually pretty cool. I'm like, Damn, this is kind of like kind of doing another playthrough a little bit because it's set, and again, I don't want to ruin anything, but it's sort of set in the middle of the Three Houses story, which, you know, like also I haven't finished Three Houses, weirdly enough. I'm right at the end of it, but um, it, it like I'm already, I'm at a part in this game where it's like not even where it's up to in Three Houses, but yeah, really, really cool game. I like look to review it, but it's freaking super long. I think it's like 50, 60 hours long. So it, I don't know, it might not be for a while that I actually finish it. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll jump back to this other game that I was playing this week, which is uh, Diablo Immortal. So I finally tried it out because you guys were talking about it. I don't know if this is a good game, man. Like, I'm just parking all the microtransaction stuff. I, I Have you played this game? No, so my I played a lot of Diablo 3, like yeah, a yeah, shitload. Yeah. Um, but, and I haven't, I haven't played Diablo 2 Remastered. I have played the... Diablo 1 and 2 back when they first came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, um, Haven't played Immortal just because I was like, I just can't deal with like a 10-year download on my phone for this. So I just didn't kind of... But you can play I it on PC. Try, yeah, but I, I wanted to try on phone for that experience. Like yeah, that yeah. was to me, like the, it first and foremost, this was designed as a mobile game. So um, yeah, anyway, how, yeah, how was I, it? Look, I, I, so that's an interesting thing that I probably like, I'm not being fair to it because... You're right. It is a mobile game and it even feels like a mobile game. Like the way that it works, it doesn't work properly on my computer. And I think it's because my start menu, I always put my start menus at the top of the screen, not at the bottom. Right. Like it's always what I do with any operating system, whatever. Right. And I don't think the game understands that. So I can't get it into a setting where I can put it in full screen without seeing my start menu all the time. Oh, that's weird. Right? It's like, there's no way to do it. I think it's like a, you know, obviously very beta, right? <laughs> Version of the game. You've got two screens set up here. Yeah, but I'll put it... it on the other one. It won't like okay. work. It's like really weird. Um, and it's, you know, obviously it says like click to, uh, sorry, tap to start. And mm. like, there's no way to go into the setting straight away. It's very like janky in that way. But I mean, I've got to be fair to it to some degree. It is a mobile game, but I'm kind of judging it as a PC game because that's where I played it. <coughs> and I don't know, man, like I get the loop of it 
And I think it, like, I definitely think Diablo 3, Diablo 2, Resurrected would be awesome. Like, I know I'd love those games. Just like, just the way they work. I just know that I'd love them. And I haven't played them. But this, like, the way it controls, it's kind of really kind of shitty. And there's no way to fix it. Like, you know, you can use WASD, but you're normally, like, clicking to attack. But then that sort of assumes that's where you're going as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's like mm. you click to attack, but then if you just misclick a little bit, your character will start moving off. And I'm like looking through the settings. I can't seem to change that. And I don't really want to have attack as a keyboard thing because it's sort of like I want to be able to look around with the mouse. I don't know. It's just I played a bit of it for like an hour or so. And I'm like, this game's kind of like shit, man. <laughs> like if it was called anything else. Even if it didn't have the microtransactions, I'd be like, it's not that fun. Like, I just feel like there's a million games way better than this. And I actually liked um, playing Minecraft. Is it called Minecraft Legends? It's like the Diablo no, clone? So my, or? Minecraft, it's Minecraft Dungeons. Dungeons. Um, Legends is the new, like, action strategy game. Yeah. So. Which is just a total clone of Diablo, really, with Minecraft. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I love that game. That was freaking cool. Like, I was playing it, and I'm like, i got to put this game down, because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get, like, hooked on this game, because it's a very addictive game loop. So, yeah, not a fan of Diablo Immortal. Like, parking all the microtransactions. Once you add that in as well, I'm like, this game legitimately is shit, you know? And which is unfortunate, <laughs> so... Um, and then finally, I am like... Back <laughs> on the drug of Monster Back Hunter. At it. Back at it. Well, I, so I kind of fucked up. You know how I said, all right, I'm going to get Sunbreak because you, you were teasing me that I'm getting the Amiibo, but I'm not getting the game. Mm. Which is fair, which is kind of like stupid, right? So I'm like, stuff you then. I'll buy the game <laughs> just to prove you wrong. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, cool. What do I need to do to play Sunbreak? Like, can I just play it? And I'm checking it out. I'm like, holy shit, you have to finish stuff in Monster Hunter Rise to actually play Sunbreak. Like, yeah. you can't just play Sunbreak. That's the way all their, like, stuff's worked. Or well, at least, then play it. Uh, like, Ice, Iceborne was, I should But say. I think that's the only one that they've done like that, right? Yeah, you might be right. So, Iceborne... <laughs> yeah, but, like... It's, so, it's I'm thing... unfamiliar with one Monster Hunter game. I'm getting ripped. All right. No, no. I, like, that. that's on me. But what I was kind of getting at was they've... It, they've Whenever got a they add now, additional yeah. content, it's kind of like the high rank stuff is yes, kind of what I'm getting yes, at, the yes, high rank yes, hunts yes. and things. Yeah, or even like a next level above high rank, right, in a way? Yeah, so because I know that, look, I don't know about Rise's endgame and stuff, but I know with um, with World that beating the last boss was almost like 60% of the way to kind of the like the full content of the game. You know? Yeah, I mean? and that was definitely like this. Like you roll the credits... You know, all that kind of stuff. But there's still a shit ton of content. And just mm. what I prioritized, because I wasn't playing much multiplayer or just like soloing the harder hunts. Um, so I played a bunch of the game, but I kind of missed out on all this other stuff. And then when I checked the requirements and I'm like Googling, I'm like, wait, what? like, how do I get this? And I look through it. I'm like, oh my God, I got to like play all this other stuff that literally it's like all the stuff I avoided pretty much. Is all the stuff I needed to do. <laughs> so mm. I've just been playing like all these hunts and I'm like, man, this game is like, actually, I can see how people get so addicted to this game because I'm like, oh, damn it. All right. I've got to get a better, a better weapon. Like I play Insect Glaive and I'm like, oh, I need to get that. Okay. I've got to go hunt this monster to go get, harvest the 
the parts and then, oh, I've got to get that. Oh, I've got to Google, how can I heart farm this you know, item quicker? And I'm like, this is how people get addicted to this game. Yeah, it's, world was the same for me. Like, I was, I was shocked to learn that I put like 200 hours into that game. Or something. Oh, I could like, totally see it. It was like, and it didn't feel like it because the thing is like each hunt like would take like sometimes 10, 15 minutes or something, you know, sometimes longer, but and then like oh I'll just do three hunts today and then but then that's you get stuck and then you're yeah. sticking you're in the hub area upgrading your gear and you're like two hours has gone by and you're like oh shit you know and and there's so many layers to the game and for someone like me because you you're like normally like a bit like Mike like a little bit of a min maxer break the yeah. system figure it out you want to know the minutiae which is smart right but I'm just not wired like that for whatever reason like if you're talking about work I'm like that. But with games, I'm not. It's really weird, right? It's just like with work, I'm like really min-maxing everything. But with games, I never do that. I'm almost like, fuck that. I couldn't be bothered with any of that shit, right? Like I've never even captured a monster in Monster Hunter. Wow. <laughs> right? I've been in hunts where people have captured them and I'm like almost mm. shitty. I'm like, I want to kill this monster and carve it up, right? But I, I <laughs> there's been quests I've been on where it's like, capture this monster and then I just kill it and then I fail the quest. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's so dumb, right? Because it's almost easier to capture monsters. Oh, it's way easier. I think it's always easier pretty much from what I see. But but this game, man, the levels and the layers of this game, it's so crazy. Like just all these little things you can do or like systems. Like there's so many systems. And I've played it for like 50 hours and I'm seriously like still getting my head around the insect glaive, like how to, you know, do everything that I want are to do with it. Are you happy that I got, not that this person's probably using it in that well, but are you happy I got B-roll this season? Yeah, no, well, yeah, shout out to you. I, did, I was actually <laughs> joking about that, but I'm, I'm very impressed that you got the insect glaive <laughs> B-roll. Should probably give credit to the channel. I yeah, can't probably. remember what it is. But oh, yeah. well, sorry. <laughs> but um, insect glaive is a mad weapon. I love it. Like, actually, it's it's pretty rarely used by other people. And it's actually hilarious when I play multiplayer and there's some dude who comes on with insect, insect glaive as well. So sorry, I'll just say that the channel is Ark the Ladder. So I'll just Ark give the ladder, credit to Shout Ark out to the Ark the Ladder for the, the B-roll. Yeah, but uh, like, this is an awesome game. I, I was just trying to get to the spot where I can go, okay, I can start playing Sunbreak so then I can put Monster Hunter Rise down and then go back to Three Hopes. But I was literally just doing some hunts, like, <laughs> right before starting this show. <laughs> I've still got, like, I think maybe five more hunts to go to satisfy the requirement and then I could play Sunbreak. And I'm like, by that time, I think Sunbreak's coming out on the 30th, like on Thursday, well, so... Well, with World, you had to actually, like, do the high rank stuff to even face the proper last boss. Like, yeah. it's, it's like, post-credits, but it was, like, that was almost, like, this is where the real world, Monster Hunter World begins. So, I don't know if it's the same in Rise. Oh, it's definitely the like, same. Like, endgame monster for high ranks. Yeah, no, 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 there definitely is. And it's... Or master ranks or whatever they hell. Uh, I don't think it's... Ma- like, I think master ranks are going to be in um, Monster Sunbreak. Hunter Sunbreak. I don't think Monster Hunter Rise. I might be wrong about that. I'm like, yeah. I could play this game for like 200 hours and I still wouldn't really know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, no, actually, I was right. They will add Master Rank in Sunbreak. Yeah. Um, but you no, no, you're totally spot on. Like Monster Hunter Rise, it's a bit like, uh, even like Mario Odyssey, you know, you, you could kind yeah. of storm through that game. And if you're just doing the bare minimum, you play like 
like it's honestly like 40% of the game, I reckon, mm. if you just go through the minimum of what you need to do in Odyssey. Like there's yeah. so much extra shit and then like extra stuff past that. Uh, 3D World was the same, but yeah, so I don't know. It depends like, you know, if you think you've clocked it or haven't clocked it, whatever. Like rolling the credits, is that clocking it? I don't know. Probably not really, to be fair, because there's so much extra content afterwards. Uh, but now I've had to do it all. <laughs> so it's all good. But uh, it's a freaking good game, man. Like, I, it's just like, I, I don't know if I'll play the Monster Hunter game that inevitably is coming out on consoles, right? Like maybe next year or the year after. Like it's going to happen, yeah? Because I feel like so this is just was, so much Monster Hunter for me. I feel like I need a bit of a break. Well, we've uh, we've talked. I know we know, don't normally touch this stuff, but recently we've talked about like Dragon's Dogma Two being part of the Nvidia leak and Monster Hunter. I think it was five or six or whatever. Yeah, what the, do they the call it? One. Basically, the the next Monster Hunter Hunter uh, Hunter <laughs> along with along with the Monster Hunter Rise PC port were both yeah. part of the of that stuff. Actually, the PC port may have come from the Capcom leak, but yeah, anyway, yeah. the the surprise surprise are working on a brand new Monster Hunter. Um, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't uh, <laughs> yeah be able to anticipate that one. Oh, so they're calling it Monster Hunter Six in the leak. I don't know if this is someone's translated it. Well, also. You know, like that stuff is also probably temp names and like, you know, project names and things like that. So I just think it's interesting because Monster Hunter 5 is Monster Hunter World. So it's almost like internally they're almost considering Rise not a mainline game almost at that point. Like a numbered mainline game. I don't know. You know how it gets weird with that shit? Yeah. But um, hey, look, like I love this game. I know it came out like three years ago, but... Yeah, it's. I'm actually really looking forward to Sunbreak. Like, I feel like I'll get more into the crafting and three three years ago wasn't it like the start of last year? Was it? Oh, okay. Rise, Rise is not that old. Like we were Isn't doing, it? we were doing the show when I feel Rise like I'm. Oh yeah, announced. when Rise was announced, we. Oh were wait, did it come out this year? I oh, know that was a PC port. No, it was oh, like yeah, early it was like, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 15 months ago. Okay, I don't feel yeah. so bad then. I don't feel so. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, like I was playing Three Houses. I'm like, <laughs> when did Three Houses come out? It came you, out like 2017. Don't... You don't feel so bad. <laughs> I I literally have not played it for more than an hour. So you own it, right? Yeah, I played oh, like man. the first mission and then explored the hub area and then saved <laughs> it. And back yet. Let me know if you want to play it. I'll play it. <laughs> I'm like way you, more. You're setting yourself. You're setting yourself up for disappointment by asking that. Well, actually, that. yeah, I know you're an asshole with that stuff. But that's actually funny that you say that because I did. You know, I kind of blame you, actually. This is the last thing I'll say, and then we'll go to the stuff you've been playing. I kind of blame you because I didn't play all the multiplayer, like, quests. Because I'm like, oh, I'll wait till Swinney starts playing it. Literally, this was my thought. And then I played all the village stuff, and that was kind of like credit roll endgame. So you're the reason why I had to play the game so much this week. That's fair enough. I never play multiplayer in, in World. So oh, even okay. that was interesting. I played like one mission with Mike and then he gave up on the game. But like, do you just play those ones solo? The ones that I played world I played world solo, yeah. I didn't, Whoa. I didn't play that multiplayer. Even so. the ones that you can play multiplayer. Like I the more higher rank ones. I just didn't play any multiplayer in world at all. I it was all so I did it all so solo. But you did all the quests. Yeah, like I didn't Whoa. go and I didn't no, I didn't go and do any like there's probably some multiplayer only ones that like oh, but I didn't it? that stuff doesn't surface itself in the main hub of Monsanto World, or at least in the vanilla game, you have to go to a separate hub for that stuff. Oh okay. So, yeah, I'm a little so. bit confused, but okay. 
because I don't know if World and Rise are similar or different. Because it's like, I don't know, but I did. I did. There's like two the hubs in Rise. There's same village hub well. and gathering hub. Yeah, yeah, same. So you just did... didn't do gathering hub or no? Because I didn't do multiplayer okay. stuff. So. But you can play them solo. You, like that's what I think I told you. I was playing the gathering hub one solo. I'm like. Fuck, these are really fucking hard. Like, I had shit out of the game of my right. I do, like, I think it's so funny looking back. I would spend like 50 minutes trying to beat this fucking monster. I'm like, and then run out of time. I'm like, this is fucking impossible in this game. And then I didn't realize they're kind of intentionally made like that to play multiplayer. I'm like, oh, that makes sense now. So, no, but a really cool game. Came out like five years ago. So, you should get on. <laughs> but what have right. you been playing, Swinny? So stuff, stuff. stuff. So I, again, I put that there so we don't jump straight into the B roll of the first game. But I've fiddled around with some PS Plus stuff, which we'll talk about in the um, segment uh, coming oh. up, the new segment. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't really be able to give impressions if we couldn't actually didn't actually try it ourselves. Wait, wait, wait! Um, Have you signed up to it? Well, the whole segment's called impressions. Yeah. So as I said, I fiddled, fiddled around with some PS Plus stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Um, Not to just essential. No, you... we'll talk about it. Whoa! In a you haven't told me this at all this week. Yeah. Okay. So, interesting. well, I mean, if you read the the title of the segment we've got, it says impressions. So well, I can I'm have an impression without playing it. But yeah, go on. <laughs> oh yeah, right. So fiddle around some of that stuff. Also tried randomly tried out some X Cloud because you know that Power Wave mount thing. That yeah, I've yeah, got I got one. For, I got one. Yeah. So the one I've got for Xbox, um, I randomly, I'm like, I'm just going to try that. And I tried out a little bit of um, uh, Turtle Shredder's Revenge just uh, for a game to test on it. No, I was just testing it. <laughs> I just wanted go to on, test go, a go game. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to test a game. I still want to play that game with you guys. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, it just felt like a good kind of game for that yeah, yeah. testing. Um, and yeah, like my, my Wi-Fi infrastructure is just not good for that stuff because it's really unplayable, but that's a, that's a, that's a twitchy kind of game don't you think though. It is. But as what I did, I wouldn't play this normally, but I, I turned off Wi-Fi and just tested out the game just using mobile data and it was fucking awesome. Like using mobile data was so good and so playable. Uh, So you just got a bad Wi-Fi. I think that's, I think that's what it is, but it's like, it, it was really good. And, and the, the, the mount worked well, but I think it's also my. F- I think I'd probably prefer a lighter phone to do that kind of stuff. So I find the balance on the mount to be uh, like I don't know. Like so, I have got the DualShock one, so for the DualShock Four, and yeah. I've actually played Dark Souls <laughs> with it, and like a whole bunch. Of, yeah. Like I actually progressed through a bunch of Dark Souls doing it like that because I was like looking after my kids sleeping just to monitor them. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely rate the whole remote stuff. And it's very workable, but um, but yeah, I found that the balance of it, it's just a bit too top heavy and it kind yeah. of just, it's, I, I don't even know if it's actually bad, like it's probably bad ergonomically, but it didn't hurt my hands. It was more like mm. mentally bothering me, if that makes sense. I was like, yeah. I don't like the feel of this. Whereas like, I'm, I'm a big handheld person and it's like, the feel is huge. Like it's massively mm. important, you know? And I just look at it, I'm like... I just want like a Steam Deck to be able to like play these ca- cloud games yeah. or remote games. Yeah. Like that to me, if that works well, like it's a bit patchy at the moment, but if some if they work out to make that a lot better, that's going to be a big use case for me with a Steam Deck. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm sure it's got a good Wi-Fi modem and all that stuff. So um, I also just like I've, 
100%ed, did all the content in Borderlands 3, all the DLCs oh, and whoa. everything. Oh, so, whoa. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, so that's that That was a lot. <laughs> that's um, a lot, man. I was, I was so in the zone that I moved straight on to that standalone <laughs> version of um, Assault on Dragon's Keep, the Tiny Tina The DLC. Tiny Tina one, yeah, yeah. So the standalone, so I'm working through that one at the moment. Damn, dude. twice already because you've got to go through a few times to get your character up to the they're long games want. they're long games though that dlc is not that long but it's anyway like working through that but uh in terms of uh like games that i'm actually gonna like talk a bit more to we've got our game pass roundup this yes. week yes so i'm gonna fire through too quickly there's no b-roll for these because I, I just didn't want to put them in uh the first i tried out a bit of farming simulator 22 and uh not much to say I was surprised Farming Simulator has a character creator. Um, so I was like, Oh, that's okay. new. Because I played Farming Simulator 21. And that didn't have a character? I don't creator? remember that. I, don't, I so really you, don't remember. You could that. like outfit your dude. Like I made the oh, most. Oh, no, I, don't, I definitely the, don't remember. I made that. the most like douchiest looking like hipster farmer. And you can wear like actual <laughs> branded clothes from different like, I guess, farming equipment manufacturers. Um, I honestly though the game's a bit overwhelming. Like it's a sim, yes. right? But I'm like, I kind of just want to just like hop on a tractor, and you get to do that in the tutorial. And I'm like making bad crop circles and stuff. Yeah. I like this. This seems really well made and very like it seems really good. But I'm like, I don't feel like I really want to play it more than the tutorial. So um, that's a uh, honestly, I'll stick to probably like. Life seems like Stardew Valley for my farming fix, I think. So. Yeah, like, just checking online. So there was like a... I think the char- character created previously was like a few options, but yeah. this has been overhauled in Farming Simulator 22. I'm glad <laughs> you're up on your Farming Simulator. No, like, because like my call out to it, because it's the same as the... What was the lawnmower one called? Lawnmower Simulator lawnmower, or something? Lawnmower, <laughs> lawnmowing Simulator, I think. Uh, like... I reckon I'd like that one more. I'm, I've got to try that one. <laughs> My call out with these games, I'll say this to these developers, they don't, they don't really give a shit, but like you need to be a bit more like Rocket League, right? Where someone could just come in and play these games without being super technical and get through. Like I, fa- I look, actually, <laughs> this is going to be so embarrassing to admit, but I reckon these games could be super like popular like way more popular than they already are right and they're way more popular than you expect Hmm. but i find them way too over the top at the start and it's like i feel like i need to you know do some research before playing the games they just need to kind of ease you in a bit better so basically you need a farming simulator arcade mode (laughs) farming simulator simulator (laughs) yeah you need like the game version of these simulators (laughs) <laughs> need Some, for farm, the need sim- for farm <laughs> need for farming the farming simulator blitz but do you get what i'm saying like I, like i was yeah. i was playing the actual lawnmower one for like a bit like a few hours but then it was like getting too crazy about like what i was doing oh you didn't do this right or whatever i'm like fuck just let me like fucking figure this shit out first and then i'll like see if i care about this game we're talked way more than i was planning <laughs> about no but it's just like i just think there's something very serene and very zen about these games, right? That I feel like if they did them in a in a way that you can get away with a lot more as a beginner, I just feel like they'd be way more popular. I I think the kind of game for me if you, is something more like Power Wash Simulator, where yeah, yeah, you're just literally going around and it's just like. But that's what I mean. Like yeah, if they were I think that's more, more like, my kind of fix. Yeah, that, it's it's kind of addictive. Those kind of games, man. 
So the nice. the next the next game, um, so I, I booted up and finally tried out for the first time for Honor. Yeah. So that was added to Game Pass. I thought it may have been in Game Pass in the past, but um, so that's Ubisoft Montreal's 2017 melee action dueling game. Um, I remember when that game came out, it was slow to start, but actually became quite popular and it got a lot of long long term support. Um, mm. But I've never tried it myself, so it does have a single player campaign. But honestly, I went through tutorials and did like a couple of levels and I felt that was kind of enough for me to get an idea of the combat. So the combat's really cool in this game, really unique. Um, you know, it's got like the directional blocking system and parry system. Oh, yeah. And it's it's actually, um, the Search 2 did something similar where it took the parry system where you basically there's indicators on the up, like on the sides and stuff. And then if you match that at the right time, you get a good parry. So mm. it felt like that was lifted for from Fort Honor in a way because it's constantly got those like three directions around the character. Okay. It's cool. Like the, the, the action is really fun. It's just, I, I don't feel like I could play that game much for a long period of time. I feel it's probably mm. a bit samey for my takes, but I mean, I wasn't playing the multiplayer and that's, the game's really designed for the multiplayer experience, so... Yeah, I think so, if you're worried about a Ubisoft game getting a bit samey, then, yeah, you've got to put it down, because I'm sure it's not going to be not less samey through time. Well, so. I mean, this this is very different than other Ubisoft games. You mm. know, this is it's not... It's it's a very different thing. But mm. anyway, it's... Uh, it's uh, that's For Honor. But for the games Honor. have for actually Honor. got some footage for. So the first one yeah. is Pac-Man Museum Plus. So this is out on all platforms. Um, recent release, it's a sequel to a 2014 collection called Pac-Man Museum, and it's on console and PC Game Pass. And in the footage of anyone watching, basically the, when the game boots up, it boots you up, you're thrown into like an arcade lobby, and then the game just like throws all these like menus and dialogue boxes that you like, oh, use credits to use the arcade machines. I'll oh, use them on gacha to get gachapon things. And I'm just like, it just feels like, a really bad start to the game where just like chucks here's how to customize your arcade to me it should just start with a thing that says okay here's how to play the games i just felt like it was just a real weird way to start it yeah i know that it's like they're trying to do something different where you've got this space and it's it's celebrating pac-man basically outside of that this is a collection of 14 different pac-man games i'm not going to go through them all but obviously it's got the original pac-man does it have Miss Ms. Pac-Man? So let me let me get to that. So it's got Pac-Land, <laughs> Pac-Man. It's got some of the SNES games, including yeah. Pac-Attack, which I like. It's got Pac-Man Championship Edition, but not the DX version, which is a shame. Um, it's also what? got... That's um, Nintendo, isn't it? No, no, uh, Pac-Man really? Championship, oh, okay. Championship Edition, not Pac-Man. Uh, no, the Championship Edition is the one that got released on like, Xbox Live Arcade and all that uh, stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but then they released a second one called DX. So, and I, I actually liked both of those games a lot. Yeah, no, I but played the, them as well. A really cool inclusion in this is Pac-Man 256. So that's from the Crossroads uh, developers. That, so. And did they change the game a little bit? Because that one, I actually don't mind that game, but I hated the super aggressive monetization in that game. Well, I mean, I don't think there's any monetization in this game at all, so oh, okay. I'm sure they would have had to adjust a little. Maybe that's that actually regard. a good way to play it, man. I might try yeah. that out. I, I wish it had some of the... Like, there's actually some decent Pac-Man, like, 3D platformers um, that were released on, like, the mm. 360 and PS3 called, like, Pac-Man and Ghostly Adventures, and there were two of them. It's a shame they don't have those kind of games in here, but anyway, they're, they're more recent, I guess. But look, I'm... Obviously, if you love Pac-Man, this is going to be great. Um, I'm not a, a huge original Pac-Man fan. I know you're a fan. Um, 
I I think just everything around the the games was just a bit of a miss for me. So it was just a weird collection. But they play okay. Um, you know, I don't know how accurate they are to the arcade originals and whatever. Pac-Land played fine, and that's probably the game I'm most familiar with from the earlier Pac-Man games. Probably better than the Atari Pac-Man, I'm guessing. But um, I I imagine so. I imagine. Yeah. So. Well, like I don't know why game. It's just I guess it's just lack of budget and production because. Games that just whack you with 100 tutorials at the start, I still ultimately just feel like that's just poor design, that you're not just naturally inclined to go... Like, you know, it's the old school thing about Super Mario Brothers. Like, hey, the Goomba's coming at you. You better jump over it. You're going to die. So you learn about jumping. You know, all, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Like, why wouldn't it be just like you, you, you're thrown in the game and one of the machines is like a little bit more highlighted, you know? Hmm. Oh, I'm going to go over there. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. So... And- and with this, you can press a button and it brings up a menu on the side that gets you quick access to the games. But the weird yeah. part is not all the games are available right at the beginning either. Uh, Some of them you've got to like play another game twice. Uh, that's kind of annoying. To unlock it. It's like really kind of hate that shit, to be honest. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's, anyway, it feels that's... like just padding it, right? It is. I mean, like, but wait, did you say about Ms. Pac-Man? Oh. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, I was going to say, you threw me <laughs> off my flow. You threw me hey, off no, my, you uh, didn't my flow. It. You didn't mention no, it. No, Miss Pac-Man is not in here because that is technically not an Amco game. So, um, Well, I think it's a bit more than that because there's a big dispute going on about it at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's been a dispute for a long time, but I know at the moment it's flared up again. But no, there is no Miss Pac-Man in this collection. So Yeah. It's pretty yeah. crazy, the whole thing about Ms. Pac-Man, because it started as a hack. And then yep. there's an interaction between Japanese law, which is really crazy on um, copyright. It's like really specific to Japan. Like it's the only country in the world that has really specific things around copyright. And then North America. But if you make derivations of a character, you don't own that. Like even if you've done the work, you don't own it, right? So hmm. I don't know. Because they've actually gotten rid of Miss Pac-Man from a Namco perspective. That's why I was wondering if they've got the new... Uh, Miss Pac-Man. I can't remember what they call her. Have you heard about this? I, yeah. Do we want to get into it now? <laughs> no, but I'm just lot, like... No, there's no, a no. lot of information there. I just don't want to give wrong information. That's all. So well, there's no, no, a, lot, a like, lot around this story. So. Yeah, no, I, but I'm just trying to... Do you remember like what the new Ms. Pac-Man is called? Uh, not really. Uh, like That's what I'm saying. Like I don't like this kind of stuff that if I knew we were going to talk about it, I would have probably learned a bit more about it. <laughs> No, I all I know to... is that all I know is there's a lot of bullshit revolving around Miss Pac-Man and, and Namco not kind of uh, wanting to represent that. So yeah, because there's also yeah. been like the little ah, that's mini what arcade, called. the mini arcade things as well, where they were trying to put that out. And I don't know if it was at games or someone else and all this stuff. So. so what they've done is they've changed every appearance of Ms. Pac-Man to Pac-Mum. And they've taken the little red ribbon thing and now she's got like a pink hat. <laughs> like it's probably in this game, dude, and you haven't noticed it. Because they wouldn't have Ms. Pac-Man in this game. They would have changed no, the sprites. Well, yeah, but there's no, it's not um, like of the 14 games that, unless it's a secret. Pac-Land, Pac-Land has it, has Ms. Yeah, Pac-Man. Yeah, but I'm saying, no, but I'm saying it doesn't have Ms. Pac-Man the game. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, not, yeah, yeah, like, sure. Because yeah, the game yeah. itself is also disputed. The character yeah, yeah, and the game yeah. separately. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, like, Pac-Man's such a weird game because it sort of never really went beyond, honestly, its first game. 
right? But it's amazing we still talk about it. And, you know, we've been chatting about it for like 10 minutes. So mm. what else have we been playing? So the some of the other games, there's two more. So what, Space Lines from Far Out. So this is a game from Brazilian-based developer Coffee Nords. Um, they've released a few games, none that I'm too familiar with. Um, so this is on PC and Xbox. Uh, so both uh, game passes there. So this game is interesting. So it's basically like a, a roguelike co-op game where you pilot around like a cartoony ship, but you complete and you complete different missions while trying to like make your passengers happy. The way I, I've heard it described is basically if you take something like um, Overcooked, mm. the vibe of it, but then mix that with something like FTL, which I've never played, but basically where you're managing, making sure a spaceship yeah. like is. is operating and you mix them two together you kind of get this game where but then it, you mix that yeah i guess like ftl with that roguelite element where you're going on runs and things are different each time and i i didn't play that much of this i also it is mainly a co-op game but they do i they do rebalance it if you just try it out single player as well so they make some stuff a bit easier to kind of manage if you you know you haven't got co-op people but yeah, like basically, you know, let's say if you're flying, you're operating, you have to actually steer the ship, but then also have to make sure the power doesn't go out. And if it does, you've got to go like grab the spanner to like fix the generator. And apparently when you get into the more complex stuff, you don't always have enough power to power everything you need to at once. You have to redirect the power to oh, other yeah. places. Um, so it's like that, yeah, that like co-op management sim. Um, it seems cool, again, probably something like you just need to play with other people to really get i think the most out of this um game and like for this i'm just trying these games out you know yeah. I'm not sitting down trying to get a session going for them but um yeah i think it's pretty cool um apparently like on the roguelite side of it um you get to keep the money you make from the trip if you'd like to deposit it on uh, i think like at an atm but um otherwise it's like basically each run starts you over but you can purchase new cosmetics and new ship designs and stuff like that with that money so dude like the because uh, you know from the start when i started looking at this in the b-roll if you're watching on youtube it's like it looks so much like overhooked it's crazy it like mm. i feel like it's got the exact same camera angle and like zoom, you know, zoom level and everything. Like when I looked yeah. at it, I was like, man, it looks like they've totally ripped like the style and art of like Overcooked. Like it kind of was like a bit crazy to me. It is, but I mean, it plays very differently. It's a lot more yeah, complex I could imagine, than yeah, Overcooked. Yeah, from what you're describing, so. it's way different to Overcooked. Yeah. It just looks yeah. like it. All right, cool. Cool. And the last one I'll talk about and uh, what I realized is... I when I structure the games I'm going to talk about, I almost feel like I'm like booking a wrestling pay per view where I've got to have like the one the at the I end. Know. Is... I know. I was waiting for it. <laughs> the one at the end that's like the main event that is like the best game of the bunch. Um, well, I'm like Vince McMahon doing things on the fly. Actually, I'll take that back that I'm like Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, the the one in the middle that's got to be like the piss break game. You know? Anyway. <laughs> so the game actually was most looking forward to talking to is a game called Disc Room. Mm. So Disc Room. So it's published by Devolver Digital, and the developers are listed just as Terry, Rose, Kitty, and JW. It's really weird when you look up the developer of this game. It's just like names. <laughs> oh, so it's not actually like a, a name that they put together. It's actually just their names. Well, I, I guess so, but I guess technically they probably had to form a company from that, and they just yeah, called them wow. out. I don't know. Weird. But uh, this actually came out a while back for PC and Switch. So yep. it came out, I think, in October 2020. 
and just came to Game Pass and Xbox. Uh, is it on PC Game Pass? It is now on PC Game Pass oh, as well. So I'm going to check it out. PC. I'm going to check it out. I reckon you would really enjoy this game, mm. or at least enjoy it for a time, because I feel that this is a game that you can probably play for an hour, and you probably get your feel, but if you want to play more, then it's, it will probably have the hooks in you. Yeah, to, yeah. yeah it's more like... I. That kind of game, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. So this game is basically an action game where about surviving multiple different rooms of like just buzz saws, and I'm sure it gets super crazy with different objects and stuff. But the the rooms are set up almost like a Zelda dungeon where you're moving between them, and it's like a grid, um, and you can view the like whole grid of maps, uh, the whole map, like the overview, and you can instantly transport, or you can just move between them. But this game is really interesting. It's not just about, okay, I'm just going to run around and survive. What they'll do is they give you all these objectives. So one room's might object, uh, objective might be survive for 10 seconds. Another might be um, stay within this circle. And then if you go outside the circle, then the time doesn't count up. But then they've got mm. these like meta overarching objectives like survive 10 minutes across all the rooms available to you. And all the timers of the different ones add up. Or it might be die to five different types of buzzsaws. Or ten different types of buzzsaws. Because the buzzsaws, like, there's boss buzzsaws. Like, they get really creative with this stuff. And then they start adding these abilities where you can clone yourself, like, up to four times. So that it allows you to pick up items. Because some bosses, like, you have to pick up items to damage them and things. Mm. Another might be you can slow down time or you can dodge through discs. It's just really fun, and it's the kind of gameplay loop where if you die, it's not frustrating because it's instant restart. So mm. it's almost like the Meat Boy style where it doesn't feel super frustrating, you're just like back in the action. And it's just fun. Like it's got a really cool and unique visual style. It's just, I think. What's the sound really, like? Really cool. Well, the music. I can't, look, I can't. The fact that I can't remember it's, not it's probably. Well, I don't think that's a great sign of I can't remember, but I, mean, I don't remember it being like the buzzsaw sounded all right. So. I think I think it's like literally the meaning of that word. It's not notable because you didn't well, note it. I mean, I like you almost I'm, like it's, I'm not saying it's not notable, even though I didn't the, note it. But the thing is, it's not the kind of thing I'm going to make a note for mentally because I played this a few weeks ago because we had the whole E3 stuff and then we had a week mm. off, so it's been actually a, a few weeks since I played this. But yeah, you say I that, but the thing is, really I find that so many indies have better soundtrack than AAA games. Oh, they do. I just can't like Hades this one. is amazing. Hades music's amazing. Oh, like, Paradise Killer, you know, yeah. like there's heaps of great soundtracks. In Cadence games. of Hyrule, Norco. The Crypt of the Necrodancer, The Legend of Zelda, <laughs> featuring The Legend. Actually, it's featuring The Legend of Zelda, I think. <laughs> Remember, yeah. yeah, like that's an amazing soundtrack. So, but yeah, I, I'll check this out because I've heard only good things about this game. And for, I, you know, think, I think you'd really enjoy this. Yeah, it looks um, really cool. Yeah. And you know what yeah. this game always reminds me of? Have you ever seen the Canadian movie The Cube? Or Cube, I think yeah, it's called. Yeah, I've sorry. seen Cube, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is also a really cool movie because of the way they filmed it. It was like they only had one cube available. <laughs> mm. So they had to like, it was like a nightmare to film supposedly. But th- this game actually, I know that, you know, there's many games like this in terms of the Zelda style layout, but it kind of more so even reminds me of Cube, the movie. Because it's like well, every chal- like every room you go into, it's like different puzzles and challenges. Yeah, I will say that one thing, one last thing is that I don't think I've played another game exactly like this. Like, it feels really unique as well. Mm. I don't know if that's... There's plenty of games out there and I just haven't seen them, but it felt like a new thing for me anyway. Yeah. So well, it's more like bullet hell obstacles, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, that, like, a lot of these games... 
I guess, what was that game that we actually downloaded? Vampire Survivor? Vampire Survivor, yeah. It's, Mike, like, it's Mike, almost like... Mike had to ban himself from playing it. <laughs> At least he, he knows himself, I guess. Yeah. But um, that game, maybe, do you reckon it's a little bit like that? Uh, I think the feeling, like the loop and everything is very different. Like okay. this, this game is much quicker, like instant action, instant like gratification. Whereas Vampire Survivor is like, I'm going to play this 20 to half an hour kind of thing. You know, this is yeah. like, this is much quicker. Yeah. Game, so, yeah. No, yeah. fair enough. It is crazy. If you look at the schedule, cause you know, we've got the Ford calendar of games coming out. It's like kind of nothing major coming out. It's not much, no. It's, it's um, crazy how few major releases are, until like October, dude. Unless something I'm, big comes out that you know it's a shock to everyone. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a few things, but uh, maybe maybe we can chat about that when we kind of you know when we uh, get the post show or something. So. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, let's jump into our first news segment. So the new PS Plus has finally launched in Australia and Europe. What's the latest and what do we think of the service? So the library is roughly around the same amount of PS4, PS5 games. is approximately 390. Ooh. Sorry, there's no B-roll for this. I don't know what you're playing. Oh, <laughs> it's got a note. A Final Fantasy. <laughs> it actually has a note. It says eight. It says eight on it. Oh, whoops. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm like, why is this not playing? That's, that's my fault. <laughs> I, again, I am like Anchorman. If you put a note to say, play the B-roll, I'll do it. Uh, so, uh, but there are differences with the US library. So some games are not listed in the game collection page, but are part of the subscription when you look at them up manually. So Mortal Kombat 11 is an example of that. And amazingly, <laughs> Tekken 2 and other games have got certain errors. So in the US, Tekken 2 was listed at $10,000. Amazingly, when Tekken 2 got... <laughs> you know released under this in australia it was also mispriced at 600 australian yeah, dollars 600, from 600 bucks that's uh, that's for uh, like an out just an outright purchase how the fuck the is that cost. possible how, like one mistake you know shame on you you can't fool me again with a I'll, second mistake i'll talk <laughs> like, i'll talk a bit more to that stuff when we hit impressions yeah um yeah. Around some of that. but what i wanted to rant about is <clears throat> the ps1 emulation that we were speculating about this for months you know, the early, you know, uh, you know, view in Asia, them getting the PAL versions, very nervous. Then the US comes along, they get the NTSE versions. Ooh, okay. Okay. We're not, there's no such thing as PAL or NTSC anymore. We don't speak German. We don't fucking speak French in Australia. No reason to have PAL versions. Maybe there's a chance we're not going to get PAL versions. And I set this in my head. I'm like, okay. The second this gets released, I'm going on Twitter and I'm also just going to Google like the Australian, because you can Google the Australian catalog online, right? Yeah. To see Apescape. Okay. Is it going to be Sony Interactive North America or Europe? Because then that basically tells you it's PAL versus NTSC. And Mm. fucking hell, we got the PAL versions. What bullshit, man. It actually fucking pisses me off so much. And because there's zero reason why we should get the PAL versions. There's zero reasonable reason we should get the fucking PAL versions. And then it's this. We're, it's because we're Europe. We're uh, Europe according to the rest of the world. fucking stupid, right? And then this bullshit tweet that they posted actually pissed me off more, right? So this is like PlayStation Europe, and it's actually just been picked up by PlayStation Australia as well. They posted it independently. So, quote, 
we're planning to roll out NTSC options for a majority, not all, majority, that's me interjecting, uh, back to the quote, of classic games offered on the PlayStation Plus Premium and Deluxe Plan in Australia, uh, sorry, Asia, Europe, Middle East, India, South Africa, Australia, and New Zealand regions. Okay, cool. When's that? Like, why did you launch like this? I, I give them no, zero fucking benefit of the doubt here. Actually, it just pisses me off so much. Like, why, why would they release it like this? It's so insane. They got all the feedback about the PlayStation 1 Classic, which totally undersold. I'd imagine, you know, from their budget purposes, it would have been a big flop internally. And a lot of people calling out, it just plays choppy. It doesn't play the way you'd want to play it. What, like, what would possess them to think this is a good idea? I just really don't get it. Because it doesn't even cost them anything, dude. Like, why would they release it like this? It's so weird keep, to me. Keep ranting. I just want this to keep, just keep, keep going. <laughs> nah, keep going. I'm, like, I'm at a point now where I just, like, I don't think I'll ever sign up because they piss me off so, <laughs> so much about it. Yeah. And also the library is so shit, man. Like, sorry, I know I can't believe people are defending it. And, you know, I was checking out Press Start's coverage. So we're talking, were you talking the, the Classics Library? The Classics Library. Yeah, the Classics Library, yeah. So, like, okay, the cloud thing for PlayStation 3, obviously that architecture is super complex and crazy, seems to be very hard to emulate, and it's a lot of money. It's going to be a lot of money for them, and they're probably going to spend it. Because the thing is, if they build the emulator to work on PlayStation 5, it's probably going to work for PlayStation 6, PlayStation 7, right? Because they're not going to move back to some other crazy architecture. So it's probably worth the investment to do it once off, right? But if if someone says to me, we've got PlayStation, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PSP, I'm like, cool, okay, I'm like maybe like 40 PlayStation 1 games, 30 to 40, maybe even 20 PlayStation 2 games, a dozen or two dozen play, play, PlayStation uh, portable games. Like, is that an unreasonable thought pattern? Like, Nintendo no, are the stingiest not. motherfuckers, and they actually released, like, 30 games on NES, 30 games on SNES. Like, they're up to, like, 20 games on N64, right? This is the stingiest bastards in the industry, Nintendo, right? What the fuck is, like, PlayStation's offer? It's insane. It's, like, 13 PlayStation 1 games. I still don't understand the PlayStation 2 stuff. Like... Am I understanding this correct? It's PlayStation 4 games, which are actual ports of PlayStation 2 games, which some are just straight ports. It's like no change to the game. Others are actually fucking remasters or even remakes. Like, I'll just say this. I was Googling, <laughs> I was Googling their classics library. They classified Demon's Souls remake on the PlayStation 5, which so, is part of the whole thing as a classics I, game as well. I'll get to that stuff in a little bit because um, I, you know, because I, I signed up. To yeah, I, and out. okay, cool. Like the last thing I'll say is I, I got really shitty with the Australian outlet press start, right? So they're the gaming like media here. They are so fucking in bed with like the publishers and they're like, oh, this is pretty good service, but you know, there's some improvements and shit. And the guy's reviewing the US version of PlayStation Plus and writing an Australian article about it. I'm like, this is fucking pointless, this article. It's like most people are not going to sign up to a US account, somehow try to get like a gift card for the US, get the account there. Like people are not going to do that in Australia. They want to know if I sign up in Australia, 
PlayStation Plus Australia and I play the PlayStation 1 games, are they good? Like, what's the service like then? Like, what a fucking stupid article. I don't know. That, that gave me the absolute <laughs> shits, man. Like, and then oh, afterwards man. they posted, oh, yeah, it seems like they are the PAL versions. They don't run that great. I'm like, guys, it's like you're the, literally the biggest outlet in Australia and you're shit. It just drives me nuts, man. So anyway, ran over. Just smashed my microphone as well. But that was that was awesome. I know we were like texting and, and group chat about this when they launched during the week, and we're just like save it for the show. Well, we probably should have. Like, we should have recorded because uh, I was really pissed back then. This is like me chilled out compared. But yeah, so like, what it. did you sign up to? Like, and again, we need All to right. remind everyone. There's what is <laughs> there's essential extra premium and deluxe. and deluxe, or is the deluxe premium? It's deluxe is what it's called. Is Australia, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then is premium the, is the better one. Yeah, yeah. Deluxe is the third tier in Australia that is a little cheaper than like the equivalent if you would yeah. do the the American version exchange rate because it doesn't have access to PS3 games. So it's yeah. basically just giving you access to, I think it's the time limited game demos or whatever, and the um, the PS Classic stuff, which I'll, I'll get to in a second. Yeah. So the reason why I actually because I wasn't planning on, yeah. on signing up for this. You said you weren't no. going to. But yeah, yeah no, on, but on. I still, I <laughs> I only signed up for one month because what I, oh, don't, okay. what I don't really like to do too much on this show, we do it sometimes, is talk too much to stuff that we don't know or we yeah. don't give impressions on stuff that we haven't tried out. So I said, you know what? There's, there's a couple of games on there that I might play within this one month, but the idea is I'm just going to try it out. It was like $21 or something. Try it out so I can give impressions on the show. And also there's a couple of random games that I might play, but I'm not I'm not extending it until they give us better a better library for those classic games, definitely. I want to say thank you for, thank you for your service, Swinney. Swinney yeah. is like donated $21 to the show. <laughs> Anyone in Twitch chat, give us $21 to offset our costs. <laughs> anyway, no, I don't think we can even monetize on Twitch chat. Um, so basically, I just wanted to experience, even though, you know, there's lots of videos and stuff about there where, okay, I'll just jump in and see what it's like. Um, now, the first thing is they were lists out there of, as you mentioned, like Press Start, putting out an Australian list and trying to compare the Australian library versus US library was such a frustrating task. I went through and mapped everything and then realized that one of them didn't include any of the PS Plus collection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, God damn it, and all that. And then some of them had the PS4 and PS5 yeah. games listed twice and others. And some were just outright wrong. Yeah. Whereas I went... And so that's why I'm like, I'm going to actually buy it and look on the console. But <laughs> we mentioned before about some games, like there's some weird errors out there in this. So the the way they've split everything up, you know, there's videos out there, but basically, you know, you've got your full game collection, then you've got like them split into the PlayStation Classics part and then the PlayStation Plus collection part. But the idea is that a game collection part should have them all. But for instance, Mortal Kombat 11 is part of, the not the PS Plus collection, that's Mortal Kombat 10, it is part of the general PS4 game collection on the new service. Mm. But if I look in the game collection, I don't see Mortal Kombat 11 there. But if I search it manually in the store, it says it's part of it and I can download it. So there's weird games that are missing from the full thing. Lots of weird teething issues. So we mentioned the whole weird tech and price thing, but... I actually, I was looking at the game collection. I was clicking a few to download. You'll laugh. The first two games I downloaded for PS4 were Balan Wonderworld. And, <laughs> and, was that available in there? That's awesome. And and <laughs> Knack. 
<laughs> NAC 1. <laughs> NAC 1. That's awesome. So they're the first two games. I actually played the NAC 1, but anyway, I'll That's talk funny. about that next week. But the, <laughs> I actually went to download Concrete Genie. Yeah. And it says it's there and it's in the game collection. But if I click through, it said the only option for me is to purchase it. <laughs> but you know what? That's like Xbox on like Xbox Game Pass PC. But yeah. but it's like PlayStation is bad at that on the console, which I think is un unforgivable. Hundred percent. There's weird things like that. They will iron that stuff out. I'm not giving you any. I'm not giving you any leeway. On no, that, definitely. But I'm basically definitely just not. saying they will iron it out. Um, but. It's just, like, I think the way it's all set up is really weird, but ultimately you're going to be able to find the game you want if you can't find it, but you know it's in the collection to search it manually, mm. unfortunately. But in terms of the... So I did obviously try out some of the PS1 games, and we know that some of them... There's a few, I think, that might be running at NTSC, but the majority are running at that PAL. Yeah. I think te- Tekken 2, I'm not sure exactly, but that felt good. So that definitely felt like... I don't know, because I know originally in the Asia version that was... NTSC, and mm. that was one of the few exceptions. Uh, okay. So I, ch- so I tried it. Tekken 2 feels good. Like I don't know if it's just the game, but it felt like the input was a little laggy, but maybe that's just because Tekken 2, maybe. I'm used to the newer Tekkens. Mm. Um, and the what are the other ones I tried? So Ape Escape was obviously very rough. It's still... Look, all these games, technically playable, right? Mm, yeah. If you go on there, they're technically playable, but it's rough. Like, it's- so... But can I just sorry, say, sorry, to, in, that you know what it reminds me of, though? It reminds me of, you know, when you go to download an emulator back in the day, more so than now, yep. and it's like on the cutting edge. And some people are like, Mario 64 is playable, but like this one's kind of playable. It's like technically you can beat the game. And what it means is it's fucking fucked up textures and it's it's like bullshit. Mm. It's not like it's not seamless. It should be seamless. Yeah. Like these are their fucking games, right? They should be seamless. Of the games I tried, and this has been like the poster child for all these comparisons, but Ape Escape does feel the worst out of all the games I tried. Which is like um, honestly the number one game I'd want to play on. <laughs> yeah. Jumping Flash, look, it played okay, but also the thing is it's hard when you don't have a direct comparison mm. as well. Um, Wild Arms looks pretty rough, especially in the 3D battles. We know that that was one of the ones running at Pal yeah, as well. Yeah, that bad, yeah. So it's, look, it is a fucking massive shame. Honestly, and the whole collection thing. So you go in there and they're bundled in all these games, all these PlayStation 1 games alongside those fake PS2, PS4 ports alongside one PSP game, Echo Chrome. So it is literally just one PSP it's game. one. And <laughs> they've all bundled into the PlayStation Classics part. But when you look at the icons in the interface, none of it, it doesn't clarify if, some, if a game is a PlayStation 1 game or not. Yeah, I, know, says, I noticed that as well. All yeah. it has is it like PS4 <sighs> slash PS5 underneath it. So for us, we know what the PS1 games are or the majority yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, but for yeah. the average Joe that's like, I've paid extra to get access to this. Which ones are the PS1 games? They might not be 100% familiar. Obviously, some of them are going to be obvious, but they're not going to be 100% familiar which ones are the actual <laughs> PS1 games. There's, I can't think I find any way to just say, show me the PS1 games, even though there's only like 13 of them. So bad, dude. But like, can I that- just add to the PSP thing? There's 1,925 PSP games that were made. And there's one available. And that's how they're advertising it. We have PSP games as part of this subscription. This is almost false advertising, man. That's a port that game as well, by the way. Right? So anyway, go on. So the fact that they've got in the Classics Collection, as you mentioned, Demon's Souls Remake, but like even Kingdom of Amalur Re-Reckoning, which is a recent remaster, 
next to a game like Siphon Filter, which honestly, playing Siphon Filter uh, in this day and age is really rough control wise. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, tried. Yeah. I'll probably try again, but oh, it's tough to control. But it is just so fucking weird. Why but, do they have Demon Souls on there? It's so fucking weird. Well, just any re-release, anything that support they they just obviously needed to bolster the selection. Yes, oh, these it's are lies. classics. It's lies, man. But the thing is, those games are actually available to you as part of the PS4 service <laughs> anyways, like the lower tier. Or I should say the middle tier. Yeah, the middle tier, yeah, yeah. But let me talk about that for a bit at the moment. Like, there's a shitload of fucking great games for PS4 and PS5 oh, in this collection. It's insane. When the middle talking, tier is god tier. Middle tier is god tier. PS Plus is a tale of two halves. Yeah. One is fucking awesome, which is the modern games and the library. Like the fact that Returnal's in there, the fact that Spider Man Miles Morales is in there, the fact that Red Dead Redemption Two, like yeah, there's so many games, even Valhalla, that yeah. are games that like when you're talking, if you use a service a lot and you want to play a lot of games, you're gonna get your bang for your buck there, hundred yeah. percent. But the other part, that classics part, is just so woeful. Um, not only in the pe- emulation part, but the library. The library is just so pitiful. bad. And the thing that, is, that's so a good m- point. Can can we just dwell on that? That's such a fucking good point. Like it's like you know quantity and quality and all this other kind of stuff. It's poor quality and poor quantity. Like they've actually fucked up both. They like they don't need to fuck up either. But they've somehow managed. In my opinion, there's no PS2 games on there. This fucking bullshit PS4 crap, that's, like, not what I was expecting at all, right? Mm. Then PSP, one fucking game, right? Like, they fucked the quality and the quantity. It's like, at least they could have just pumped in more games and go, yeah, the emulator's shit, but, you know, we're working on it. And you kind of go, mm. oh, okay, like, you can live with it. But it's bad on both fronts. Fuck me. Yeah, so, look, I think in, in terms of impressions, is this service worth it? I think the second-tier service, if you... If you use it, obviously, you know, all these subscription services comes out the caveat. You've got to use it. Um, otherwise, it's not a, worth it. Yeah. Is 100% worth it. Like, I, um, while I'm not stick, I'm only trying it for a month. You know, the fact that I'm able to just play a bunch of games in that month is probably even worth the $20. You know, like, I, I plan on playing um, just, yeah, like, there's a, there's a bunch of games that are pretty short that I'm like, okay, PS4 games that I haven't played before, you know. But those PS5 games are massive, you know, so that you're going to get your money's worth out of that. But the classics part is 100% not worth it, especially until they figure out or they add in the NTSC versions. And again, we don't know if it's going to be, how many it's going to be. Mm. Like, surely they've got to fix the first-party Sony ones in there, you know. Uh, well, actually, I think they're all first-party at the moment. But yeah. anyway, it's, except Resident Evil Director's Cut. But, um, yeah. <coughs> yeah, I think, like... It, it they need to get PlayStation Three emulation working, so it's not cloud, right? I feel like that's a threshold, that's a minimum threshold for me, mm. and then totally bolster the emulator and then also the library of the thing. You know, like to recap, it's like because I've shat on it like so much, obviously, but the PlayStation Plus Deluxe tier, the highest tier for Australia, to me that's like trash. That's trash tier, mm. right? Mm. And it's the most expensive tier, funnily enough. The PlayStation Plus extra tier, the middle tier in Australia, which works out to be about like, if you subscribe for a year, like $11.25, that's like God tier. That's, if you, Mm. like, sure, if you're like me even, who's like had a PlayStation 4 or 3 and bought some games, not even that many, it's sort of like, eh, it's still good, but it's not that great. But for you, who's like, you didn't have a PS4, 
It is insane. It's like, honestly, it's better than Game Pass. Mm. It's better than Xbox yeah. Game Pass. You don't have the it day is- and date stuff, but the library is insane for the amount of money you pay. It is, it is, it is bloody awesome. And yeah. the only reason why I wouldn't probably just like the next month just stay on that lower tier is just there's just lots of games that I'm playing that I just, again, like I don't want to pay for a service I'm probably not going to use. But yeah, yeah, in yeah. the future, 100%, like there's so many good games. Yeah. Can I say two things? One, make sure you go to, and it's so convoluted, but you've got to make sure you go to the PlayStation Plus collection on your PS5 and add all the games. Yeah. Because that will stay stay part of your library. So that does stay. The PlayStation Plus collection, right? So that doesn't doesn't expire when your um, PS Plus So when your PS Plus expires, you won't be able to play them. But if you ever renew or like reactivate it, they're playable. Yeah, they okay, will get yeah, rid okay. of those, all of those games eventually. Yeah, that's the, yeah, you know? I understand. Yeah. They've already pretty much said that they get it. They've already removed, I think, one of the games from there. Mm. So, like, they're very good games, the PlayStation Plus collection games. Oh, crazy games. Yeah. So, because you could even subscribe to the lowest tier, which is only like 80 bucks a year, and then play those again. Mm. Um, and then the other thing is, play Spider Man, man. Like, <laughs> even Spider-Man, just. Spider Man, man. Even if it's like for an hour or two, it's fucking awesome game. I, I'm too busy playing Knack, sorry. <laughs> I know. I, I love it. Balan Wonderworld or Wonderland. I don't even know. Wonderworld. <laughs> Wonderworld. I'm going to give my Knack impressions next week. Don't and then fucking that. like Knack instead of like Spider-Man. Play Spider-Man, man. It's like fucking such a cool game, man. It's like it's going to go gangbusters on PC. Like that game is going to sell monster numbers. And I'm jealous of all the people who are going to be playing it on the Steam Deck. But okay, so thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you reckon, Swinney? PlayStation Plus, the new thumbs up, but just get the second Thumb- tier. Okay, yeah, second tier, big thumbs up. Top tier, big thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what we were all going to expect was going to happen. But yeah, oh, man, it's so disappointing. It, it's it's yeah, it's just shits me that they've put the fucking PAL versions on it. It's like it's like our childhood. It's like trauma. You know, and that's the thing. It's just like, oh, I'm play- jumping flash is exactly how I remember. Yeah, because of the bloody PAL version. God and damn. like, people don't understand this from America that we played these games not knowing that we we're playing like shitty versions of these games in a way. Like, it wasn't, they didn't make it, they didn't intend it to be played the way we played it. Not all games, but a lot of games that we played. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, I can't believe we have to still live through this like I, 30 years later. Sony, I, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> Beautiful segue. All right, let's jump into the next bit of news. Over to you, Swinney. Yeah, so we had a whole bunch of recent interviews uh, with Final Fantasy 16 producer Naoki Yoshida, uh, commonly known as Yoshi P. So he actually gave us a whole bunch of cool info um, and answered a lot of our questions we had about Final Fantasy 16. And some of them, you know, bigger than others. But basically, these this, these news tidbits come from a whole bunch of interviews. He was just like on a roll. Um, like, you know, Game Informer, GameSpot, IGN, uh, your favorite website, Press Start in Australia, <laughs> uh, Famitsu and 4Gamer, a bunch of, you know, Japanese websites as well. And I guess the, you know, the top line thing is the game is currently playable from start to finish. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, but uh, they still obviously need to do a lot of, you know, the like playtesting. They're still going to do uh, the non-Japanese voiceovers and things like that. So a lot of work still to go, but the fact the game's currently playable f- 
from beginning to end is is a great sign for the fact that you know like they'll probably stick to you know I, I can't remember exactly what the release date I think currently just says 2023 or do we know I can't remember if we've got to know an exact release date did we get one no 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 it's just 2023 but 2023. I think I think everyone's impression now is that you wouldn't it'd be very weird if they release Final Fantasy 16 and then seven rebirth wait is that right rebirth yeah yeah uh, part two of that trilogy, the remake trilogy, hmm. it'd be weird if they release them in the same window. And it's pretty much like certain that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth's going to be like holiday next year. Yeah, yeah. So, so therefore you feel like this, if it's already playable, and if, like from rumours, I guess, they're saying it got delayed. So yeah, it was probably meant to be out this year. You'd think it's going to be coming out in like May or something next year, Yeah, which would be cool. So some of the the news, so some of the big ones, Mm. so the setting of world, so they've confirmed that, um, you know, this game will take place over the course of different periods of the main character's life. I guess, you know, the world's life, but you're playing as a main character in this, in like, you know, when he's a teenager and in his 20s and 30s, so spans a long period of time, which is a cool concept. Um, There's been time skips in Final Fantasies before, but nothing that I can remember Mm. to that extent. Oh, Final Fantasy XV did it, but... Anyway, like, not to this level. Um, but unlike Final Fantasy XV, this game is not open world. Now, they never insinuated it would be, but we didn't know what they were going to do yeah. with that. Um, because with Final Fantasy XV, it was open world, although some of it was a bit on, on rails and a bit hard to explore at the beginning. But then it funneled you in the final chapters on a linear path. So mm. this game is, they're calling it... God, Japanese developers and their the ways of explaining stuff sometimes will have an independent area-based game design. So I'm taking this to be it's closer to like Final Fantasy twelve, where you've got some like openish areas that are connected to each other by like loading screens and things like that. And I'm all for that. Like I don't need another Final Fantasy open world, to be honest. Which which is actually <laughs> the language that they're using around the new Sonic game, Frontiers. They're saying it's open zone, not open world. It's almost like this. It sounds well, a bit like open zone, right? <laughs> well, but I think I get the impression with Sonic Frontiers that they're kind of you load into levels. It's almost like a hub area. Yeah. That, so whereas, but you don't think this be, is going to be like that? No, I think this will be like twelve, where it's and like where it's just you know some maps might be have a decent size to them, but mm. they're just connected to each other you know oh, okay. and because the what they basically said is they want this game to have more of a global scale to it so having it as an open world limits their ability to do that a bit why okay we want to have them at maps in another kingdom mm. so they're not going to be able to then do the open world between the whole stuff yeah but um the i look i'm i'm all for this um and there's been a lot of confusion out there people being like oh final fantasy 7 and 8 were open world and it's like no they had overworlds they're not open world games they're not the modern <laughs> Like your Grand Theft Auto, your Witcher 3. Yeah, go anywhere you want. Assassin's do Creed you want. Origins, yeah. you know. Um, so some of the other cool stuff. So in terms of like the battle system and Acons, which are like the summons in this game. Uh, so Clive is the only player-controlled character in the game, which we expected based on the Dominance trailer that they Which Mike had. wanted to really know as well, right? Yeah, but he will be joined by AI-controlled party members at different points throughout the game. So that is very similar to Final Fantasy XV, how Final Fantasy XV launched. Eventually, they gave it, gave you the ability to swap to the other party members. But, mm, okay. Um, and as he gains the power of those Acons and Summons throughout the game, he then gets new ability trees based on those powers. So in the 
trailer you saw that you know you're able to swap between them on the fly like okay i'm going to use titan's power here i'm going to use ifrit's power here and it changes the abilities like in the the quick you know like the context menu yeah um and basically you'll be able to like change that mid combo so it is very devil may cry in that regards like you know swap ability sets mid combo is really cool um also the acon battles those big summon battles so i saw it in the trailer Apparently, each of those epic battles will be unique gameplay-wise. So one of them might be more like a 3D shooter. Another one might be like a pro-wrestling-style kind of like grapple fight. Yep. Another might be like a large-scale battle. So they're making those as these huge epic set pieces, but with different gameplay for each one, which is a cool Damn, idea. That's kind of crazy. It almost gives me like a Sura's Wrath or um, vibes to that, you know. So, mm. yeah, I'm up for that. And some last other things. So all the voice acting uh, english voice acting will be in british english so no american <laughs> uh, accents um which is good for consistency i think um unlike other final fantasy games this game will have a mature rating so we did know that previously but in some of those interviews yoshi p actually talked about the fact that this they really didn't want to be limited mm. they wanted to explore something themes and stuff that maybe you know they haven't been able to pass games because of being restricted by a, a like a lower age rating and the last part is that they have no plans for... They said tertiary content at this time, but basically DLC content. Tertiary content. What's so, secondary content then? Well, secondary content might be like updates. I don't know. So, <laughs> anyway, but basically I don't think Fair they've enough. got any DLC <clears throat> plans at this time. But look, I mean, the only Final Fantasy... Mainline Final Fantasy games had DLC. It was 15 that mm. I can remember. So, and um, then all got cut back and everything, yeah. right? Well, yeah, their second wave of DLC yeah. cut back. Crazy. Um, but they, look, honestly, Final Fantasy XV's uh, DLC was probably my favourite part of that game anyway. But, mm. um, but yeah, yeah, I remember so. you liking that. Um, and I want to correct one thing. They did announce this is coming out in, and we hate this in Australia, summer of 2023. Oh. So we did know that beforehand, which is our winter. Cool. So cool. any like summer, I think, is anything up to mid-September. So that's interesting. So basically mid-year next year. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. September's pretty late, right? It's almost up to Q3. Uh, so you're going to get this at launch or? I mean, I'll see how it launches. Um, mm. I have a lot more faith in this than I do with the way that 15 launched. But um, I the v- vanilla 15 was pretty rough mm. in terms of the game structure and how the narrative had gaps in it. Yeah. But I don't expect this to have that issue just because it just feels... Feels like they've got their head on their shoulders a lot more with this game. So, mm. you so might we'll be, see. We'll you see. might become a trophy hunter, given that this uh, is going to be PlayStation I, Five. I, only. I have trophy <laughs> notifications turned off on PS Five. Whoa, whoa! This I is. Told a, you that, I told I, you that. I, I, don't re- I don't recall that. Jesus! I don't even like. They're not. They don't even factor in my mind. So <laughs> I forget like, they exist. Like how I treat all of them. Okay. <laughs> 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 all right. Let's get to the next bit of news uh, from software president. Hiditaki Miyazaki. Is he the president? I didn't even know that. That's kind of yes, crazy. Yes, he, he's the president. Yeah. Wow. He became okay. the president. He became the president. I can't remember exact <laughs> timeline, but it was after like Dark Souls and all that. Stuff, Damn. So. Okay. Like, sorry, I'm derailing the whole thing. Um, has confirmed that their next title is in the final stages of development. Uh, so in a recent interview with 4Gamer, Miyazaki discussed the different projects that they have underway. On his new project in early development, as dire- quote, as director, I'm already working on the next title. In the medium to long term, I'd like to work on a more abstract fantasy 
than the past titles, end quote. So from Software's next title, Miyazaki confirmed that their next title is in the final stage of development. Based on previous statements, the game has been in development planning since around 2016. It's rumored to be a new Armored Core game based on the leak from a customer survey in January. In 2017, the interview with IGM Miyazaki confirmed that they were working on a new Armored Core game. And the last title in the long-running series was 2015's Armored Core Verdict Day. So balancing his roles as president and director, supervising other projects, he's not leading, quote, but in that case, I'm not the director. I'm not the subject of the vision and I can't take responsibility until the very end. So I feel uh, that any unnecessary intervention would have a lot of negative effects on the game and the project, end quote. Were you, were you eating something just then? I thought I heard a rapper or something. Sorry, no, it's just like oh, the, okay, straw, okay. the straw <laughs> part on and up and go. Um, I just want to, I I like was trying to find the best way to kind of like structure these quotes and everything. Yeah, yeah. To be clear, their, their next product that is in final development is not the game that Miyazaki was talking about. Yes. He's directing. Yes, that's um, a good point. People are getting that confused. Like I've yeah. seen some people like on Twitter more so kind of like making it out as if it's like their next game like a, a new Souls type game is coming out next year. I'm like, what? No, I don't think no, that's what you're saying. So, at all. look, you know, it it is a 95 to 98 percent chance that that title that is in final stages is the Armored Core game because yeah. it's been rumored for so long. Um, it is rumored to be Armored Core Six, even though there's like 20 games in the series. You know, basically like a lot of spin-offs and mobile, mm. uh, not like PSP versions and stuff. Um, I've got a couple of the Armored Core games, but I've never actually jumped into them yet. I, you know, obviously, I'd, I'd like to like to try it out, but that it seems like that is the next game. So, I guess the question for me is: Miyazaki's game he's talking about that's in early development is the one that is likely to be a Souls-like. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he's saying more abstract fantasy mm. than past titles. Is he going to beat Deck 13 to the punch with the Egyptian souls like that I keep sci-fi souls like that I keep wanting them to announce that may not would probably doesn't exist? Well, I was going kind of even further, I guess, into almost like the Greek gods or something like that. Like I'm not even sure what abstract fantasy is in that context. Well, I mean, look, a lot of the like Elden Ring and like, Souls games, like Elden Ring takes a lot from like Welsh mythology and like all mm. these yeah, different yeah. like, you know, like Gaelic mythology and all this stuff. But so they're not gonna like lift anything wholesale, but like just think of like any something that is inspired by Egyptian mythology. I think would make such a cool setting. Um I've no idea. Like they had Obviously, everyone wants them to be making Bloodborne 2. And I think I think <laughs> you true. could make a Bloodborne 2 and the setting be kind of like a bit different than the first one. I think you could manage that um, and still have like the whole like blood ministration kind mm. of plot line or like subtext and all that stuff. But yeah, it's it's wild that, uh, you know, I, d- I definitely don't think it's Elden Ring 2, that's for sure. So. No, and I'm glad about that, to be honest. I have to say with Miyazaki, it's... Kind of an insane story for this guy. Because, I, like, I didn't know until you just said about the whole president thing. I was checking it out. I'm like, that's kind of insane that he's the president of From Software now. Because From Software is, like, been around for, like, forever, man. Yeah. Like, 86, it started. And do, he only joined you... in, like, 2014-ish or, like, no, 2004 or something. 
ballpark. Man, that just goes to show how good and how important Dark Souls was. Like that was the game that obviously like shook shook the industry at the time. That you know, yeah, like yeah, be our president. <laughs> well, but like that's I, I kind of viewed him as almost like a um you know Miyamoto kind of thing where it's like he's a he's he's called something like that but he's not the president he's not the CEO hmm. but I'm looking at it I'm like it does seem like he's the key person at from software like there's hmm. not there's a managing director maybe the managing director is almost like the CEO I don't know but um it's insane like he he was working at like Oracle Miyazaki in accounts hmm. management right <laughs> Like Oracle Souls, there you go. And he's literally playing like a few PlayStation Two games, and he's like, "Wow, these games are amazing!" Uh, like, I wish I was like a game designer. And it kind of just started from there. Like, and it was like he literally started when he was like about thirty, like jumping into actual, you know, like anything about gaming. Like, it's freaking what a crazy story! Like, <laughs> to jump in relatively for everyone else so late. And then having such an impact on the industry, like to such a crazy degree. So, but hey, I look with Armored Core firstly, like, have you ever played any Armored Core games? So the only one I played, I think was the first one on place. I think it was on PlayStation. Mm. Um, and I only, tr- I only played it because it was on a demo disc. So I didn't get to actually, I didn't play the full game or anything. Yeah. But I remember at the time, like people thought it was an awesome game. Yeah, the, like and the other ones like are very well regarded as well. But I remember at the time, people were like, oh, Armored Core is cool, like because it was a bit of a unique take on the whole mech combat yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the first one from nineteen ninety seven. So, well, like I knew Armored Core more than from software. Do you know what I mean? And oh, then yeah. then it's kind of flipped now, <laughs> where it's like you kind of know from software because they're just like so highly regarded. Mm. Um, and it's funny how Armored Core is now. You know, by far, like, not a uh, top franchise for them anymore, really. Um, well, they haven't put one out in, like, nine years. So yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and how many Souls games have they put out in that time? It's insane. Yeah. It's totally insane. But, yeah, look, like, I, I am interested. Like, do you feel like this means that there's two games on the go internally? They've got, like, 300 people at the company. Well, I mean, they definitely have two. We know there's two games. No, but I'm saying is there three games or is there two games? Oh, I don't know. Like the fact that he's talking about supervising other directors, it wouldn't surprise me if they have another team working on something else. But it could be a smaller project, like they did. I think it's Derisine. I think that PlayStation VR game. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So back in that 2017 interview of IGN, they talked about having 3.5 lines of development going on, and the 0.5 is Derisine. So one was Sekiro, one was Elden Ring, one was this unannounced game that's new in development, and the point five was Derisine. So they could definitely do a smaller game. They could do potentially um, a PSVR two game. You know, like I don't God, know how well Derisine so good, went, yeah. but yeah, yeah. And like you know, and shameful for both of us that we haven't played Sekiro. But I was watching a bit of Sekiro on YouTube. I'm like, this game looks so amazing, man. <laughs> like I was watching, I'm like. Holy shit! This game looks so good. It looks really hard though. I'm that's I'm actually seriously nervous about playing it because I feel like it's just <laughs> going to be too hard and it's going to drive me nuts. But well, I I feel like other people feel about the Souls games. You know, like yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, play yeah, Souls, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and then you're like, no, it's okay. You get to learn it, and you know uh, that's what people that that's what probably what people that are fans of Sekiro like to people to like us right now. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, you learn it. You learn the flow. I get yeah. I get yeah. And I, look, I would never say the Souls games are easy. I think that's also 
now becoming a ridiculous take, right? I do think you can, you know, change the balance a bit. But even like the easy mode of Souls games is still kind of hard, right? Compared to most normal games. But anyway, what I was just trying to say was with Sekiro, it's fucking insane to me to think they were making Sekiro release it while they're making Elden Ring. And then they release that like a couple of years after and it's fucking both amazing games. Like these are games that if people ever made this as a studio, they could almost rest on their laurels and go, okay, like we made that game. You can always... People are going to buy our games because they're going to be hunting for that, you know, high again. So chasing that dragon, but far out, man. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. I, I don't feel like I'm going to play this Armored Core game if that's what it is. But I hope it's a surprise. I hope it's something that people aren't expecting, but it does seem like it's going to be Armored Core. Hmm. All right, let's jump into the next story. And thank God Mike isn't here. Well, yeah, so we're talking about NFTs, you know, our favourite topic NFT, on the show baby. that we don't avoid talking about all the time. <laughs> but there were just two stories this week that I just thought that, look, now's the time to have a bit of a, like, you know, bring the NFTs back into the show, talk about, you know, making our own NFTs. No. Um, so we've got, yeah, those two stories. So I'll start off with the first one, which is Square Enix. So Square Enix basically are now saying that they want to... You know, we know that Square Enix love NFTs, right? They're all over them, you know, and based on the way they handle mobile monetization, it's not surprising that they're kind of, you know, gearing up for an NFT-based future. But what they basically did in a recent 2022 shareholders meeting report, they reiterated their intentions to incorporate NFTs into their business model, including the development of blockchain games and entertainment and the production of NFTs that will focus on stories. So story NFTs. But they said it's still too early to consider making Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy blockchain games. What? And I'm like, yeah, but they're probably not counting mobile on that. Like, there would 100% be a bloody blockchain Final Fantasy game. Like... All their mobile Final Fantasy games, I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Like Brave Exvius and Record Keeper, which is actually shutting down this year now. Um, and then I download them and I'm like, nah. You know, just the monetization is just so just abhorrent, I feel. Like, and the thing is, there's good parts about this game. People love them. Yeah. But with this whole NFT thing, so bring it back a bit to the recent sale of like Tomb Raider and Deus Ex and Artist Montreal to um, Embracer Group. So at the time, in the statement they made, they basically said... Those sales enable the, the launch of new businesses by moving forward with investments in fields including blockchain, AI, and the cloud. And then, like, less than a month, they walked that back and basically like, oh, no, rather than using the proceeds from the divesture of those of the properties in new investment domains such as NFT and blockchain, we intend to use them to primarily fund our efforts to foster, you know, <laughs> solid IP. Basically <laughs> saying, oh, no, we're not going to use the profits from those sales to make NFT stuff. But right after they, they right after they said they would. So, but the thing is, uh, anything like that though is a bit of a it's all PR bullshit because oh fuck yeah internally into a company money is fungible. There's no such thing as like I'm going to sell this business to get this money and then use that money for this. Money's all fungible. It's it's basically here's the budget of what I want to do. You sell things, sure. It's just distributed across the whole budget, right? So I they're know. still doing the same thing. If they're investing in it, they're not really changing their minds. So No, but I'm just saying, like, to have a statement saying it enables them to do that and mm. then say, we're not going to use the, the the proceeds from this to do this. It's mm. like, 
I, it's all bullshit and PR, as you said, but yeah. it's just weird. Like, they're pretty open about their them wanting to do this stuff. So, anyway, story NFTs. Well, I'm trying to think, like, what is a story NFT? Do you buy an <laughs> NFT and you get, like, a little piece of story content in the game that's using it? I think is that's that what it is. Like, and I've got to be careful with what I say, but I, I've observed it at, like, the most senior levels of, like, big corporates, how people can just misunderstand something. Like, they'll talk about something that I'm, like, something cutting edge. And, you know, I was like into, into the crypto stuff right at the start. Like when Bitcoin was like literally a couple of dollars, right? For one Bitcoin. And the amount of like misunderstanding I've seen in that whole field in the last like 10, 15 years is insane, right? Hmm. But I can see how this can happen where people kind of like look at this thing and they go, uh, like, we're not going to, like, we were left behind with the mobile craze that happened, right? We missed the boat. We missed the good money. Some other companies have come up and like dominated us a bit. And we're getting our hooks into that, but we could have been bigger. And I can totally see like some really senior execs looking at the NFT stuff, the blockchain stuff and go, we're not going to miss out. We're going to get in there. We're going to invest and just not understanding the use case. And also like, what's the purpose of what, what's the problem it's trying mm. to solve. And that's always my challenge with this stuff. Like, I don't think the fundamental technology is bad, but you can take a really good piece of tech, like a hammer, right? And if I try to eat a meal with a hammer, suddenly a hammer looks really bad right? It's not the hammer's fault. It's like how I'm using it and what I'm applying it to. It doesn't make sense, right? And I, I sort of look at the whole universe like that and I just worry about these companies that are going to spend so much money. I feel like they're just going to dust this money, man, and it's it's a shame. But Well, I just think, look, yeah, if they have a blockchain-based game, right, and then they have, okay, we're going to put on sale all these NFTs and they have unique quests in them, you know, and it's like, oh, I could see that. I've never thought about that, that kind shit, of. Man. I could never. I've never thought about that idea, but I could see someone at Square Enix being like, yeah, "We could make a lot of money off that if we kind of, you know, we base it around one of our properties that you know people love, and then they feel it's all FOMO. We're missing out on stuff, yeah. you know. And oh god, it's, I, it's slippery slope. I see it like the other way in a in a weird way, where like I think the blockchain stuff. But do I need blockchain for this? Not really. But it's almost like. There is something cool about the idea that you're laying down tracks that you can never take off. Like that's something a blockchain allows you to do. Like you, mm. you're doing stuff that can never be fixed, even by the developer. So there's something about that concept I think is appealing. Like the idea, you know, like Ultima Online back in the day where someone hacked it and killed the creator in game and they had a funeral yeah. for him and everything like Lord British. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like the idea of like if you had a game where – it's on a blockchain, but that therefore changes in the game can never be f even changed by the developer. Like that kind of stuff is interesting to me, but it's not from a money perspective. It's like from a create creativity and like doing something new with the medium, you know? Well, that's why I was just bringing you back to like them saying that story focus part, because mm. I cannot think of other things, but just trying to understand that. And like, I don't know, maybe is there an NPC in an MMO style shared world game is there an npc linked to that that is then now in the world because someone yeah. has completed their quest and other people can see them you know yeah, yeah. it's weird it's weird it stuff. is weird but <laughs> the the other nft story and we probably won't spend too long on this one is that um we've had a new studio um headed up by some veterans of uh of i guess uh, was it visual art service group and uh ben studio at sony 
have launched a new studio called Lethos, and their first game is an NFT game called Ashfall. Um, so the two veterans who've got... Um, Oh, I got rid of his first name from here, but um, oh, was it? I'll, I'll, look it other... I'll look it up. I'll look it up. it's something Mumbauer. Um, I I had it in there and then I reworded this whole thing. But Mumbauer, he was he's the CEO of Lithos, and he spent thirty years as the head of Visual Arts Service Group. Um, so they worked they worked alongside Michael. Mike Michael Mom- Mike Mike Mumbauer. Mike Mum- Mum- it sounds like you're insulting Michael. Sorry, Mike um, Mumbauer. But they like they they often worked as like a, a support developer alongside like naughty dog for last of yeah. us and and um uncharted and that and he also was recently co-founder of a company called that's no moon that he he's left uh and john garvin <laughs> who was the who's the vice president creative at lethos and he was the former creative director and writer at days gone developer ben studio that i mentioned so i just wanted to just 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 call out this description of this NFT AAA game. I didn't say the AAA part called Ashfall. And first of all, any game that has the word fall on it and minus Greedfall is is, mm, is walking a walking a thin rope there. Just look at Godfall. But it, yeah, they've touted it as the first true web 3.0 AAA title for PC console and the Hedera network. And, <laughs> Can I say what a cursed quote that is? <laughs> And I'm not gonna. I've I've looked up the Hedera network, and it seems like it's a blockchain platform or something. I'm not. I I'm so ignorant of all this stuff, and I'm yeah. happy to be ignorant. But basically, the quote they have about this Ashfall is: Ashfall will have players fighting to survive in a world scarred by global warming, the ignited volcanic ring of fire, mysterious and disruptive energy fields, and warring enclaves. Beginning as a connected single-player adventure that will evolve into a multiplayer PvP and PvE cinematic transmedia world. What a fucking quote. Like, oh my god. The fact that they're doing a game based around in a world scarred by global warming using NFTs and blockchain is just a level of irony that is just so sweet. It's so delicious. And, you know, like this whole Web 3.0 crap? Like, because, you know, I understand those terms from Web 1.0, which is like first Mm. web that we had, super useful. Mm. Web 2.0 making almost like the web more like a, an application. Super like useful. Face Facebook. Yeah. And well, it's a bit beyond yeah. that even, but yeah, like, you know, like WordPress. Like it's kind of like an application, but it's all online, right? It's not something I download yeah, yeah, to use, yeah, right? Yeah. And these bastards are like hijacking this terminology and calling it like Web 3.0 to create this cursed fucking hellscape where they can sell their like apes and shit like that. I'm like... I hope it doesn't catch on. Like it's, I, I, I always like look at Wikipedia as being like the the record for the internet, right? And they refuse to change Web three to match these descriptions. Like they haven't <laughs> changed. I'm sure there's battles going on about it at Wikipedia with the editors, but man, like I hate how they're calling it Web three It shits me so much. Uh, uh, yeah, look, I, 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 if this project ever comes to light, I think honestly the fact that nfts are already so scarred the mm. like the concept and in like the general perception of, of gamers and everything by the time this game comes to be we'll see whether or not you know that is still something that anybody wants but yeah, well we'll yeah and just on that it's like i'm actually really shocked at how hard the nft space has crashed so quickly like it was literally just like two years ago I heard about NFTs for the first time. Like the kind of concept of a smart contract I've known about for a long time, but the you know it, for me it was actually about NBA cards. Like they had online NFT mm. NBA cards, right? And the NBA actually did it. 
This is not some random, you know. And I was shocked. I was like, whoa, people are spending $10,000 on a, like, online card of, like, LeBron James. I'm like, this is insane, right? And it just exploded from there. And look, they're not NFTs, but I just remember I used to work with somebody who used to bet on... Uh, Counter-Strike Ghost Skins. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That and was a that big whole market, thing, man. That's like, you know, I'm not saying they're blockchain or NFTs, but I remember at the time just being like, what? Like, why are these so valuable, these digital items? And the concept is not that far off, really. It's like that supply, demand, you know. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, dump and pump or whatever. Pump and dump, I should say. Because, yeah, I'm just look, you're reading into it. It's like even with NFTs, when I heard about it in like 2020, right? The, the trading on the market, because a lot of it you can actually completely understand exactly how much trading is going on. It was 82 million in 2020, the NFT trade. One year later, 17 billion. So it went from 82 million, that marketplace, to 17 billion, a 21,000% increase. <laughs> like if you're talking about bubbles and things like that, it's like that's a good. <laughs> Explain it for what a bubble is. Is that, is that higher or lower than that um, Super Mario 64 that sold for like 1.5 million? No, it would be. It, this is higher. This is no, higher. No, no, no. I'm saying the increase in value, like at the time, like I remember it being something ridiculous, like 10,000 percent. Well, this is almost a thousand time increase, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, actually, yeah, I, yeah, you may be right, actually, because even Mario 64s weren't selling for like. Thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's also, but that's also, quote allegedly fraud and stuff like that. Potentially, yeah. we'll see the courts what they think of that. All right, like moving on to our last story. Yeah, so this week, legendary Japanese developer Treasure have teased a new game, um, which would be their first in over eight years. So. Basically, just to give a very quick rundown, I'm definitely not an expert in Treasure's history, so and I don't want to just like regurgitate Wikipedia yeah. like I haven't done in the past, but just to give people some heads up that Treasure were formed in 1992 by a group of ex-Konami uh, developers. Um, so over the years, they've formed a legacy of stylish action games, so these include like Gunstar Heroes, Dynamite Heady, Alien Soldier, Mischief Maker, Radiant Silver Gun, Bangayo, uh, Ikaruga, and Nintendo Sin Punishment games. Uh, alongside others, but basically, you know, they're they're well known for these especially run and gun style games. Um, so the footage in the moment is the I think it's Star Successor, the sequel for on the Wii for Sin and Punishment. Their last game was 2014's 3DS game called uh, Geist Crusher Crusher God, which I'm not familiar with at all. There were two games in that series. And apparently, as of this year, they reportedly have less than 10 employees at the moment. So it is it, I, I've looked a bit into it. Apparently, they've gone from making, you know, working on their own engines and stuff to using like middleware and things like that. So, I could see how a smaller group could actually put out games in this day and age. Like a lot of indie studios will do it, but it is obviously far cry from what they were working on in the past with bigger, bigger teams. But they're celebrating their 30th anniversary this uh, this year. So they announced basically they're working on a highly requested game. So this quote, which is probably a bastardized. Um, you know, mistranslated quote, but I'll still use it. We're working hard to announce the highly requested that title in quotes. We look forward to your continued support of Treasure. So it's obviously either a follow-up or a remaster to a game that people are highly requesting because I'm not sure it's, I don't think it would be a new IP. But what, like, what game was that though? 
well, that's the thing. Like, could people have constantly been requesting a sequel to Ikaruga, which was almost a sequel to Radiant Silver Gun in its own way? Um, could it be a new Sin and Punishment game, which obviously need to be involved with Nintendo? But I can't see it, their team size working on that. I think this would probably make sense to be more like a sprite-based 2D game. Mm. Um, not saying they're easy to make, but versus a 3D full 3D game like the Sin and Punishment games. Um, yeah, like it's to me, it's either Ikaruga, it's either Sin and Punishment, or it's a new Gunstar Heroes. And they've done a lot of like different Gunstar Heroes over the like and remasters over the years. Mm. So I'm not, I don't know if people be requesting that because they've kind of been there already. So I just, I just love Treasure Games. So the fact that they're just teasing new game and it's been so long, uh, I love Mischief Makers. Hell, if it's a Mischief Maker remaster or whatever, <laughs> that would be awesome because that game's highly underrated. I know that at the time when it was like when it came out, people were like, oh, what is this game? And then when people actually played it, and it's like, oh, wait, this is the people that you know worked on Gunstar Heroes and stuff, you know, and had that legacy at Konami. Like people actually start to appreciate it. So I'd love it to be a, a new Mischief Makers. So I do find it funny that they're like. Oh, everyone really wants us to make this, this you know, that game. And it's like, uh, okay, <laughs> like what game are you talking about? Because they may get like a lot of people going, hey, you know, we want you to make that game. But it's mm. funny how we, who are not completely, uh, you know, ignorant, have no clue what they're talking about at all. Well, no, but no, I have a clue in the sense that well, like, I know what they, no, I know what their popular games are. Sure, but like, like they're talking about that game. Like they're not clueless. talking about like... They're not talking about it as if there's like a few games that it could yeah, be. It's like there's one. I know, but like, yeah, obviously, people, if someone's like watching their Twitter feed all the time, maybe they get all, like an idea from the comments and stuff. But what I'm basically saying is look, the last Gunstar Heroes they put out was 2005. So it has been a while. They could put out a new Gunstar Heroes, and that is their most famous game and probably most. And that's their first game, right? Could have, yeah, because that's the game that they basically they left Konami because they were working on Gunstar Heroes. They wanted to make that game. They wanted to stop making sequels all the time. Again, this is like Wikipedia regurgitation. Yeah. Um, but basically, they they that's they wanted to basically make that, and they you know they formed their new studio to do that. But I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. Look. <sighs> Just because, like, Sin and Punishment, like, got a sequel, just because, you know, Ikaruga had, didn't get a sequel, so I could mm. definitely be see that. But it's not but, as the style of game that typically people would be requesting to make a sequel, right? That style of game. Yeah, I mean, they could make a game and basically call it a spiritual successor, kind of like what they did with Radiant Silver Guns. So, mm. yeah. Anyway, I'm just, I love the fact that Treasure might, you know, be putting out a new game. It's probably a very different studio than it used to be. You probably, you know, a lot of the talent isn't the same. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And look, it, sometimes it's the culture that makes a game. It helps get the feeling of the game across. That's so true. who knows? Maybe it's still there. I think it's going to be Gunstar Heroes 3. That's what I think it will be. Um, and I wanted to shout out, because I'm not a big fan of Treasure generally. Ikaruga, I love. I think that's actually one of my favorite shmups. And the other game you didn't mention, that's why I just wanted to mention it, was Astro Boy Omega Factor. Yeah, like, that's a good game. I really think that's a good game. And it's kind of like a... It's almost like one of those cult classics that's not really a cult classic anymore because it's just You don't so like Gunstar Heroes? Never yeah. got into it, man. 
like awesome and yeah. alien soldiers bloody awesome as well and yeah I think I both of those that. both of those games i believe are on the switch online service as well so maybe i'll try it out i yeah. think i think they've got three games on the switch online service when i was okay. on their twitter so yeah. yeah i'm just not a super big fan of what they do generally with all the games they make. <laughs> all right let's wrap up the news and as we do we will bring up a counter and Swinney will go through, in one minute, single minute, all the news of the week that we haven't mentioned so far that we think is of note. So, as always, whenever you're ready to go, You know, we normally do this once, you know, not in a show where I've just bloody talked so much. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, it's oh. 215 words now. Okay. So right. And you got pretty close last time to failing. I- I am assuming the position because um, I have to like. <laughs> That's what she said. I have to like look, look closer and, and everything. And okay. also, can I just say, don't editorialize. You editorialized last week, and it almost cost you. You added some. I still made, few... I still made <laughs> it. <didn't> I? <laughs> okay. It was worth it. It was okay. worth it. Whenever you're ready. Creative Assembly and Sega have revealed Heist Team Shooter Hyenas. Blizzard will replace Overwatch with the Overwatch 2 version once it launches in October. Tony Hawk claims that a remake for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and 4 was shelved after Vicarious Visions was absorbed into Blizzard. Ubisoft Skull and Bones has gotten another ratings board listing indicating a release isn't far away. Cerberus Studios' sequel, A Plague Tale Requiem, launches October 18th. No Man's Sky for Switch is now dated for October 27th. Sony, the latest company to confirm non-attendance at Germany's 2022 Games Comic Event. Epic Games Store is rolling out random requests for game ratings and polls. Ubisoft CEO Yves Kermont has given up a third of his annual paycheck due to missing financial targets. Xbox Cloud Gaming isn't getting mouse and keyboard support. A new PS5 export has opened up data mining opportunities for Demon's Souls Remake, which means secret items added by Bluepoint into the game back in February are soon to be discovered. After decades of speculation, Sonic creator Yuji Nakas confirmed that Michael Jackson did indeed compose music <laughs> for Sonic Hedgehog 3. And finally, Destiny YouTuber is being sued for over 7 million USD for personating Bungie by sending fake takedown notices to other content creators. Maybe you did that comfortable that time. You, I think you would have had like at least five to six seconds. That's like 10% headroom then. You know what I realized? I shouldn't put the word 2022 in this because 2022 is just one word, but saying 2022 <laughs> takes so bloody long when you're saying it fast and so many syllables. I'm like, Gamescom's 2022 <laughs> event. I should not have put the word 2022. That's actually so funny. You're getting to a point, you're getting to a threshold where it's like, Words versus syllables. <laughs> so yes. you need to you need to find simple syllable words. <laughs> I have actually thought about it's that. The meta, in the past, it's the meta game. But I, I didn't realize how bad twenty twenty two was until uh, I said it. You need to speak more like Trump, just like grade three or oh. four English. <laughs> One or and, two uh, syllable words only. Cafefe, cafe, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, I, I I didn't say probably Yves Yves Gimo, isn't it? Isn't that Yves Gimo? Yeah, Gimo. Gimo. A few things here. A few things. That mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I look. So what I do actually genuinely love about this because I follow the gaming news on Twitter, right? And sometimes they'll miss like detailed stuff. I didn't know. Like I knew that there was going to be Overwatch and Overwatch Two, and then yeah. I learned only through you last week. Overwatch 2 is going to be free to play. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't actually know that. And then this week now I learned they're replacing Overwatch 2 with, over, like, sorry, Overwatch with Overwatch 2. Yeah. That's insane. That's not what they said they were going to do. So, That's... I mean, in the, par- in the past, they said that they were going to consolidate the user base somehow, right? <laughs> yeah. And nobody kind of, well, and let, look, 
they could have talked about it in a lot. They have had a lot of like Q and A sessions and stuff. That as fan, that we aren't fans of the game. We obviously not. I don't mind it. it. I'm not a hater on it. I just don't play no, it. No, no, no. I'm saying as we're not like into the in that community. There's yeah. probably stuff that they've talked about in the past. Well, they but said that you the, could play Overwatch or Overwatch Two. It's going to be the same, like you know, player base. Yeah, but I think with the fact that this Overwatch Two is free to play. The fact that they're just basically just transforming Overwatch into Overwatch Two. Look, what's, I can what's understand the point that's of Overwatch Two. Then it's so fucking weird. Well, it's a new. It's basically look because it was using <laughs> the same engine anyway. It's basically just retooling the whole game, you know. And but the weird part is like not the, not the weird part, but Overwatch Two was meant to have like this PVE mode that was like one of their big yeah. calling cards, and I don't believe, don't think that's going to be ready for this launch because it's like a beta launch. <laughs> So it's like even less of what, you know, I could yeah. be wrong about that again. But it is, <laughs> see, the part for me, like, that the stuck out for me is there's a whole bunch of people now like, what happens to the achievements for Overwatch 1? Do they get, do they all become it's true unobtainable because it's a different game now, but it's I the same client. And it's like, ah, yeah. Anyway. No, but that's, that's um, a really good point, though. Like, yeah. that that is, I didn't actually know that. And. I always was thinking, what the hell does it mean? Like, you've got Overwatch and then Overwatch 2 and everyone can play in the same multiplayer universe at the same time. That was always the weirdest question. Like, but how? you can only play the certain characters, the new heroes yeah. in Overwatch yeah. 2, but they're going to be in Overwatch 1 because how could you show it in the game? You just can't play as them. I'm like, fucking weird, right? But the fact that they just get a blanket replace Overwatch 1 with Overwatch 2, to me is like, what a fucking, like, embarrassment, the way they're rolling this out. Like, I actually would be like, I'm not surprised, actually, the main guy left. I can't remember his name. The guy was overseeing all of Overwatch left. Yeah, I can't remember his name yet. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, we'd be more familiar if we were The guy that sat on Twitch, like, just staring at the camera for hours or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, because um, it's like you would like if you're running something like that, and I've like run big projects before. You'd, and you, if you know, Jeff, Jeff, Ka- Jeff Kaplan, that's Jeff it. Kaplan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If things are going south, and it's, sometimes it's a big ship, right? And you're like, oh, this ship's gonna sink, right? Like you just know it, right? Mm. And it's like, fuck, like you know, I guess he's smart. He just said, fuck it, I'm, I'm out. I'm <laughs> see ya. And I, I just contrast it because like Overwatch, like it's still pretty big, right? But it's not what it was at its peak. It wasn't Game of the Year when it released. I just compare it to something like Fortnite, right? Which I know you were saying, like Overwatch and Overwatch 2 is on the same engine. I mean, Fortnite, I don't know if you knew this, but it moved from like Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5. I know, it was in one minute for the swing when it happened. They've put in no or, build or mode. Maybe, or maybe Minute Mike, I can't remember how long ago it was. And do you remember that event that they had? Like their version of Fortnite 2 was when they basically shut down Fortnite randomly and had a whole yeah. in-game event. Yeah. Like, brilliant piece of marketing. What, like, honestly, I still think it's like a top 10 piece of marketing, like, in the history of gaming. And that's effectively what they did. That's their version of Overwatch 2, right? Like, hmm. what the fuck? This is bizarre to me. This is actually like now really made me go, what are they doing? It's basically now really Overwatch again. Because... Hmm. I'm not paying for Overwatch 2. And they're just going to replace my Overwatch with Overwatch 2. Which, like, not really that much of a difference. Apart from, It's almost just, I don't know, fuck me. That's like, 
That'd be like if they go Rocket League 2, okay, cool, but you can play Rocket League still. And then as it gets closer, okay, Rocket League 2 is Rocket League now. It's like, what's the, why'd you title it Rocket League 2 then? What's the point? I don't understand. All right. All right, we're spending a long time. About I know Xbox it's just for a I, game we don't play, but it's just um, weird. I just think it's so weird. The uh, so we had the whole Tony Hawk thing, basically saying that they working and look, he yeah, Tony we knew this. Idiot. Like um, that is still a shame. Like I, yeah. I still have yet to play the the remake of one and two, but yeah, we we kind of knew at the time. It's like oh, it's a shame. Just a, it's a shame getting rid of Vicarious. Visions. At least we got those, you know, like one and two. You know what I mean? And the thing is, like, Microsoft could ask, like, could get them to do that anyway, you know? So, like, the with new management in place and everything, mm. or at least new overarching, you know, business strategy and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, they need stuff to feed to Game Pass. So, um, and yeah, look, I'm just looking at other stuff. The, the whole Demon Souls, um, you know, like data mining thing and the new items they added in. Lance McDonald on Twitter. Lance McDonald, like, our boy. We, man, we cons- fight dragon on Twitter. We, cons- we considered um, having um, that as a segment, but as neither of us played through a lot of Demon Souls, mm. especially not the remake, didn't feel that we could talk to it too much. But the man does good work. I just wish oh, that amazing. he would unpin that bloody thing that i always see on his uh on his <laughs> it's like some weird music video thing he did he's like he's the biggest I, I actually love lance mcdonald the guy is like to me a total legend like i love that guy so much he's such a troll and he's like he's so interesting as a person like he's done so much work on um oh man i'm blanking B- pt right? Mm. Like breaking that game completely apart, like going to the assembly code. You know, he did the crazy figuring out uh, near Automata's, you know, secret developer mode that was still in the retail game. Which I used. Thank you, Lance. Yeah, like the guy's a genius, but he's fucking so funny as well. So he's like a huge Bloodborne fan. I think it's his favorite game. And he's always wanting Bloodborne 2 to come out or at least a 60 FPS patch. He's actually patched unofficially Bloodborne to run on the PS4 Pro at 60 frames per second. So he, he's proven that you can do it, right? <laughs> and the asshole this week, you know, because he was getting more coverage with all this Demon Soul shit going on and stuff. What he did was he retweeted an IGN tweet. And the IGN tweet says this, quote, Bloodborne's getting a new patch next week and here's what's inside, right? And to a link to IGN. And he quoted, let's fucking go, Right? And everyone starts like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like even really big Twitter users, right? In the gaming's world. And people wrote articles about it. Like Bloodborne's getting patched and blah, 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 right? And then you look at when the tweet was dated, July 7th, 2015. (laughs) 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 This guy's a fucking troll. I love it. I love it. So no, it's super interesting. So yeah, there's three items and that blue point confirmed this so there's items in the game that people haven't found i think there's and, four but one's supposedly like grains or something like that and one is um i forget the name of it but it's like a meme item that was yeah. always uh rumored back in the day um yeah and i think illusory wall had written a write-up about it as well a souls content creator but uh yeah look i i'm I really want to play through the original before I play the remake, but the fact that the remake is on PS Plus now, when I eventually get a proper subscription to that, obviously that'll be where I play mm. it. So. And um, they're not even really sure if you can get these items. So they're mm. still not really... Like, it's in the data, but they haven't also been able to, you know, 
the point of like, is there some pathway to unlock it? Or is it just like they put it in there as a bit? Because, you know, developers are dickheads as well, right? So they could just like put it in the data as a meme inside of the development studio mm. in QA and stuff and then just leave it there. But like, there's no way to get it. So mm. they probably just put it in for people like Lance McDonald, you know? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, I like that. Yeah, look, honestly, not a lot of the stories this week kind of like spoke out to me. Obviously, it's great that cloud gaming on PC is getting massive keyboard support. That's kind of no brainer. It's shocking they didn't have it. Yeah, and I, I was like, when I tried to use it, like I was like, "What the mm. fuck? There's no, and there's no way to use a mouse and keyboard." Um, Gamescom is looking pretty rough because mm. a bunch of companies now Sony aren't there. Yeah. Gamescom for anyone doesn't know Gamescom is bigger than E3 in terms of attendance. Yeah, um, and it like it's huge. Obviously, it's in like, Germany, right? Happen. Yes, it didn't happen recently because obviously the pandemic yeah. and stuff. Um, and the only other thing is the fact that, like, I'm still shocked that No Man's Sky's coming out for Switch. Like, I just. I've seen trailers for it. I just you that, talked about yeah, four guys yeah. before. We talked about four guys before. I'm like, how the hell is that game gonna run? Like, I love the Switch, but it is that seems well beyond it. But hey, The Witcher Three apparently ran okay. So. Yeah, I mean, the Switch is funny, right? Because it's it's kind of was long in the tooth when it released in in 2017, right? Like it was yeah, yeah. it was kind of struggling then and now we're like five years six years down the track it's like shit um but i kind of do look at games like doom and go how the fuck did they get doom to run so well doom is amazing on the switch like it is disgusting that they got that game to run as well as it does but then you get fallout uh sorry fall guys and it's like you just never know where it's gonna sit so well look i know they don't have carmack anymore but like the id team are just off clearly on another level from a technical standpoint. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Like, it's going to be interesting. No Man's Sky, I just, I never could get, the, I'm not, I'm, how do I say? Just even the concept just seriously is super unappealing to me. But I, I always want to try it at this stage because it's just, it's almost like a, I don't know, it's such a notable game in the industry, right? Well, even when it came to Xbox, like, I think the thing for me is that I'm obviously I play a lot of time sync games. Like yeah, I play yeah. a lot of RPGs, but RPGs are my thing. Like they're what really interests me. And the idea of playing another big game that feels like a time sync didn't really appeal to me. Um, but Mike loves it. Like and swears by it. Mm. And I'm sure it's a fantastic game, especially the state it's in. Interestingly, just to clarify, the Switch version will won't have any multiplayer features. Um, so which is. Which is fine because yeah, that was fine. game was single player at launch anyway. So was it? I thought they said it was multiplayer at launch, and mm-hmm. you, know? <laughs> you just wouldn't. You just there's no chance of meeting to meeting. People <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. That's so anyway, awesome. anyway, they've redeemed themselves. No, they have. It's an amazing games. story. It's Hello an amazing games. story. Yeah. And I like. I think you know. Just the last thing, and then we'll you know close the show. But the you know him winning the award at the game awards was so awesome because he even said, and it, I. I think it was genuine. Maybe it's not, but I thought it was genuine. He was actually drinking his beer when they announced the winner because he was a bit like, I'm not going to win because everyone hates us, right? Yeah. And then when they announced his name, he was a bit like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, me? Like, what? <laughs> and I do love that. that. That's pretty cool. I'm sure it's fake because the guy's a bit fake. <laughs> but all right. Uh, let's wrap up the show, Swinny. Uh, we have gone quite long, actually, amazingly, in the end. Yeah. Uh, but what you, you said you wanted to talk about some stuff post-show oh no no just no <laughs> is, that just just a, my, is that the delay tactic 
that was just a hey let's move on because we're running long i was just gonna say there's a there are some things coming out i've i can't remember what they all are so uh, but they're smaller games there's smaller things games, like yeah. the, there's like dlc for hell point that's coming next month and i'm looking forward to and stuff but yeah in general not many games so. it's but it's an amazing time to actually catch up on a lot of stuff right Yes, it is. Like, that's kind of what I'm doing, going back to these games that I haven't played through. And, you know, I'll be buying Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Not that I'll play it. <laughs> this is now, like, four... It'll sit next to the others. <laughs> Literally, we'll have four Xenoblade Chronicles games that I have not touched. Uh... And, like, and I, I don't want to shit on those games, but because I'm buying them. But, man, you know how we're talking about the tutorial systems and menus and stuff? Mm. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it's insane. It's like 10 hours of that. Like, what mm. I mean, like, you, you'll be 10 hours in the game and it'll be like, let me do a tutorial about this gameplay element. And it's just, like, super lengthy. Yeah, I mean, look, that that happens in a lot of RPGs, mm. but it's the same deal. It's like, obviously, Final Fantasy XIII is the worst example of that, yeah. where it literally doesn't unlock features until... 10 hours in, you know. So. Yeah, and it, but that's actually the same as Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Like, there's features mm. that you don't get until 15 hours into the game, and there's a big tutorial about it. But for me, the biggest one is Splatoon 3. Like, I'll probably take a day off work. Like, because I, I don't know. I just want to get immersed in that game. I really love Splatoon. Put, put your team statuses, you know, like work from home or Inked. whatever, like playing Splatoon 3. <laughs> Just see see how the people like that. Maybe I'll be, yeah, I'm like playing a Splatfest. It's all right. <laughs> and then see how that will be received. <laughs> Watch out for my Splat zone. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right. Uh, all right, with that, I think uh, we'll wrap up the show, Sweeney. That sounds good. All right, bye-bye. See ya.